0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Drifting Prime, and I am your host, Gerald Hernandez. And this week's guest is with Ben White, who is better known as Ben of Danger on Instagram, who also hosts, not his own, with two other individuals, um, the Northwest Driftcast podcast. Uh, you guys might want to give that a listen, see if you like it. Uh, and we kind of get into what he's doing. He competes in the Evergreen Am series, which is uh, Evergreen Drift. And I barely found out today that uh they have an Instagram and it's uh EVR nope EVG underscore drift. So if you haven't been able to find the uh, evergreen drift account, it is EVG underscore drift that's their official one. They just started it this year so don't expect a whole lot um, at least as far as like not a lot of content. They just opened. Instagram account I know that they've been a series for quite a while now but they finally got around to like hey we should probably make one of these uh he drives an IS300 with a small block Chevy and a Muncie transmission just like I do except for the small block Chevy part um we talk about dogs a little bit by you know we get a little off topic that's that's usually how this goes And we talk about old hot rods a little bit, and some car things that are unrelated to drifting. But, thank you guys for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Yeah, Hey, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, dude? It is going, sir. It's been, uh, sorry, it took a little longer. I got home, and there was dog shit everywhere.
1: Dude, did he eat plums?
0: No, it's not me. It was, uh, we are, what are we doing? We're dog sitting a very, very oh. old um, lab, and you know I let her out like for thirty minutes before I left the house for an hour, and she decided to
1: shit while I was gone. Dude, that th- I mean, when they get old, yeah. sometimes it's just rough. Like yeah. I, I, got a lab, and he's coming up on like ten years now, and he's still he's still mobile, and he's got his like shit mostly together, but they're, like like one time a year. Like the plums will drop from the trees and he can't help himself and he eats plums and it just makes him just shit out his soul. Oh, God. Like it's God. so bad. No, it's no, no. so bad.
0: <laughs> no, she's good. And, it was like, all fr- solid.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, that's not so bad. Yeah. Th- these ones, man, like eh, my house used to be carpet. Now it's hardwood. But when it was carpet, I'd literally just take the, like, carpet cleaner out and there was nothing else I could do but just suck it all up. And the whole time, just cringing, just oh. Yeah, I
0: know. And I have, like, the weakest stomach, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's pretty bad. Yeah, she's, uh, she's a 15-year-old uh, oh, cho- chocolate, yeah, chocolate lab. But when, like, she walks while she shits to, like, make it easier. And then she steps in it. <laughs> so doesn't help that she's blind and deaf.
1: Good God! Yeah. yeah, and chocolate labs just right from the get go are not the brightest breed. Like, I mean, I I got a black lab, and I feel like he's on the top of the lab totem pole as far as like the smartness scale. Yeah, but other than that, it just go it just goes down from there. The lighter their coats get, like the dumber they get.
0: Yeah, I know. I have two huskies too, and they're uh, they're not the brightest.
1: They're almost too smart for their own good. Sometimes though, those dogs. Well, no, not See, mine. They,
0: <laughs> my german shepherd yeah. definitely she's uh-huh she's uh she's the best one the the uh, huskies they're a fucking mess they fuck just, shit up constantly
1: it's just a goof troop yeah
0: yeah one of them <laughs> ate my boot like i had to tell somebody like my dog ate my boot and it was real so, yep
1: yep been, been through that one on that one that's it that's just
0: the the joys of dog ownership right yeah i know right lucky bastards but anyways man enough about uh all the doggies so we we tried to record an episode one time and uh i think by the way i found out it was the stupidest setting ever on my like little recorder that i flipped by accident which is why that whole show went to trash
1: duh yeah, it's always like some yeah. stupid little thing, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it ha- it happens. I turned like the power to the mic off on the controller. I didn't know it was an option. My dad gave it to me like, the way it was set up. He's like, "Here, it works like this. Don't change nothing." <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you didn't, and then it failed. Correct. And you said, "Hey, dad, what the crap, dude?"
0: Yep. And he's like, "You changed it." So where there's that, but um,
1: all right. Well, we got a good now. Right? right. Yeah,
0: we're good. We are golden. Killer. So, uh, for those who don't know who you are, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and what you drive and where you drive at.
1: All right. I'm Danger Ben White. I drive in the Evergreen Drift Series in Monroe, Washington, doing the Pro-Am thing out there. And I have a Lexus IS300 that is small block Chevy powered.
0: So, and little,
1: little unconventional with that route, but...
0: No, that's... Uh, trust me, if I could, if I wasn't like neck deep into LS already, I would probably just switch over because my block just broke on me.
1: Well, see, if I was smart, I would have switched over, but I, I, I'm not. For some reason, I'm just kind of hanging on to this small block Chevy dream and just, just letting it ride. And it's, it's working, so it's like I don't really want to make big, huge changes because like I'm having enough trouble just trying to like, write my driving. Let alone, like, do full-on drive train swaps. Yeah. So, it's about where I'm at.
0: And you guys just uh, had your round four, right?
1: Fuck yeah, we did. It was the worst thing ever, dude.
0: Oh, for you personally was, or just in general?
1: No, just in general. It was so bad. We got, like, Washington weathered super hard. And it was, like... So, a couple of years ago, we kind of changed the format at like evergreen drift so it used to be all pro-am rounds were on the 5a so all pro-am rounds were basically doing like the fd layout right well the kind of like the driver attendance was getting like lower and lower and lower so we opened it up and we kind of like the the track is very versatile so we're able to run a whole bunch of different layouts and kind of mock like the irwindale layout and the new jersey layout and stuff like that so we do that And in doing that, it makes the the speeds lower, so a lot of the safety requirements are also lower. So we're able to get, like, more cars in and more guys who, like, normally wouldn't, you know, try and do pro-am stuff, like more of the kind of grassroots, quote-unquote, level drivers. So that's what we've been doing the past, like, three or four years is having, like, mixed, like, rounds. So we have three-eighths and five-eighths. But so the five eights obviously has a whole lot more safety requirements and round four was a five eights round. and So everyone was stoked. But then like a week out, we started looking at the like, forecast and we're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Hopefully that changes. Because like, I mean, you can't really depend on the forecast out here for anything. Like you basically have to like look at it like an hour ahead of time mm-hmm. and then it's accurate. So we're just watching, hoping it would change, hoping it would change, hoping it would change. And then the night before, we had a crazy thunderstorm, and there was, like, 1,200 lightning strikes in a three-hour span in, like, western Washington. Like, it was insane. Like, the, whole, the sky was lit up the whole night. And so it's like, well, tomorrow's probably going to be kind of shitty. But the thing is, like, you know, if, it, if it's shitty on the track, we want it to stay that way. So if it's going to rain, we want it to stay raining. Because otherwise, like, the wheel speed that you have on the bank is going to dry the bank out super quick. But then coming into the infield, it's just a, like a like a skating rink. It's an ice rink. It's so bad. So we're, we're sitting there and we're like, well, we want the whole thing to be bad or none of it to be bad. Like, make up your mind. Well, we got screwed. Because it kept... Going mix. It, w- it would. It rained the whole night before, so the track was like completely wet and screwed going into practice. Uh, okay. And then, and then it dried out for qualifying. Like qualifying, everyone was throwing up tire smoke. It was a perfectly dry track. Like, it pr- provided you stayed like basically online, track was dry and you had grip for days, and it was the best thing ever. And I swear to God, like, like because I could hear the grandstands from my pit. And Matt Risher, the guy who does our announcing, mm-hmm. I could hear him go, yeah, we're going to take a quick scoring break and, you know, go do this and go do that. And we'll be back in about 15 minutes by. And as soon as he said that, it just started dumping rain again. And we're like, God, like, can we can we just not do this, please, nature? But nature had its own way. And from then on, it was just dumping rain and it was like pouring rain. So it was super bad. And it was just. it it was garbage conditions for that and so like like I I was pretty miserable because I had to change out what was a brand new power steering pump because it shit out the front seal immediately so I got I got two yeah I got two laps in practice because I'd go out for a lap and by the time I was done it had pissed out all the fluid like through the front seal on the power steering pump and so I was just like well okay and I went through and like thought fittings weren't tight. And so I just tightened them down, put more fluid in, went back out there and it did the same thing. And so luckily we have a, like a speed shop right next to the speedway and it's J2 racing. And they actually treat me very, very, very good for some reason. And they had another one. Cause like, I just run a, like a circle track style pump. Uh-huh. So they had another one right there on the shelf. I was able to go grab it from them, put it back in the car. And as I did that, like our, our, uh, our director, we call him Principal Guthrie. He comes by on his quad. He goes, "Okay, time to line up for qualifying." I'm like, "Well, either this is going to work or it doesn't. It worked flawless." And so, I like, got out there for qualifying and like, I, I threw down two like decent laps, and I feel like I feel like our judges are very very stingy on points. Like, because I I feel like I can't be that terrible to only run like a fifty point qualifying score, but apparently I am. But <laughs> It, whatever i mean because if if you throw down a score you get in the show it, it, in our program so it's not you, you know there's not just a top 16 or whatever it's just you know we could have a top 21 if we wanted to and i think that's we ended up with 21 or 18 at this event which was like pretty good honestly okay and so yeah i mean do you, do you want me to keep running through the day and how that went of course i'm listening all right, yeah, yeah. So like, I, I qualified, I think, tenth, and uh, so like, wait, I was you qualified tenth
0: s- with like a fifty? You said, y- yeah, dude, that's how it is with the drift league too. Like, because our driver count is low. Like, I think we had eleven drivers at this last round too. So trust okay. me,
1: I know the feeling. Um... Did, well, it's like like I mean, because I can't really see any of the runs, and something that we've like come to understand. Is that the view from like the pits or grid is a lot different from what the judges are seeing? Because we've seen video from both angles and seen like two different, like completely different outcomes, like based on that. And so it's just like, oh, okay, well, the judges are seeing something different, but it's just like, man, like I feel like I did a lot better than a 50 point score, especially based on just like, you know, a lot of things. And I seen one of the guys who threw down like a top three score, and I I was kind of. I was looking at him like, man, that cannot be a top three score. Because, like, dude bobbled on the bank, and he was, like, midline. And I'm just like, nah. Like, that's... Were you
0: midline on your bank, on the bank? Or are you higher?
1: I was, like, I was mid-high because I knew and I was watching. And, like, I've I've driven there since 2011 or something like that. And so, you know, either firsthand or secondhand, I've heard, like, a lot of how the track works and it just acts. And so like on a day like that, where it's like wet, dry, wet, dry, the, the midline will like dry out quicker. Cause everyone's trying to play it safe. Right. And not get sucked into the wall. So I was taking like a mid high line because I, I knew if I went wicked high, then it was still going to be wet up there. And I wanted to go kind of fast. Cause that's fun. And, So I I stayed away from the the very, very high line. I wasn't dragging bumper or anything like that. But, you know, I I was mid-high and, you know, came in, and I thought I did a decent job getting into the touch-and-go and and then, you know, getting near the outer zones and stuff like that. I I blew one of the zones for sure. So I'm like, yeah, I got zero points there. But I didn't think it, like, you know, my run warranted half my points going away. But whatever. That's just me bitching because I'm dumb. (laughs) But... But yeah, I mean, it it ended up putting me in tenth, and so I was battling one of my buddies. It, you actually had him on your show at the beginning of the year, Tori Jelinek.
0: Who, oh, that's uh, right. He didn't even finish he, that. Yeah, end up finishing the Mustang in time for this year, huh?
1: Well, his Mustang was done for this event, but he opted to keep driving. So he's got the SN ninety five, yeah, which is his like race car. And then he's got a S-197, which is like his backup practice car, which he's ended up running this whole year in Pro-Am. Yeah. And so, he, yeah, he, his his SN95 is done-ish. He, he could have taken it out for that day, but he was like, yeah, I really don't want my first day with all that like car to be on the 5.8s in the wet. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably fair.
0: Yeah, you like, at least want a test day. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, like a, that's what I said in my head. But in our group chat, I just kept calling him a pussy and told him to bring his frickin' race car to the track.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what you're supposed but to he,
1: do. I, I know, right? But, uh, yeah, he ended up bringing his, like, S197, which is all stock, except for, like, like I mean, he's got a 100 shot or a 75 shot of nitrous on it, but he said he wasn't running it. And so he's, he's an unreal driver. Like, it, he's stupid good. And he's made that car work very well, but just the, like, I mean, when we went out there, it was raining again, and you're battling the conditions. And then, you know, if you were close to the other driver, like, you got bonus points. So, like, top 16 went up against him. He led first because he out-qualified me. And, like, I... On his lead run, my follow run, I, I, I was trying to keep up with him, but I had zero traction, zero traction. So, like, he pulled, like, three cars on me off start. And, like, I was like, well, I'll just, like, reel him in slow, like, throughout the bank. And I did, and I was watching him. And there was, like, a spot that got, like, super sketchy, like, mid-bank, where the cars would just kind of shift up a few feet, like, towards the wall. And I was watching him, and I was just kind of, you know, keeping the car in drift, and I watched him shift up. I'm like, ooh, this is going to get exciting. And it's like, nah, he just rode that in, like came to the infield. And, like, I mean, we finished side by side, so it was cool. And then on my lead run, you know, he jumped the line, right? Because, I mean, I I make a little bit more power than he does. Mm -hmm. And it was everything I could do to get in front of him because I was just like, yeah, like first gear is absolutely useless. Second gear just wah wah, 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 wah wah, and there there's nothing I could do through it in third and just kinda of rolled on it and slowly passed them like Jesus and it went through, initiated, ran like that mid high line, probably a little bit higher than my qualifying. And uh, we came into the infield, like filled all those zones and I saw him in the corner of my eye. Like I, I mean I seen him the whole time, but I saw him in the corner of the eye on transition. And I was like, yeah, all right, this is going to look super cool. And then all of a sudden, like, I see his car continue to rotate. And I'm like, no. Like, spun out behind me. So I got the win there. Oh, okay. Which, like, I I was watching video after. And I'm like, man, good thing he spun. Because otherwise, he had my ass.
0: Oh. <laughs> but You're like, whatever. Yeah, you know
1: sometimes. Yeah, be- better be good than lucky. Some- or lucky than good sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah, so the, then I that got me into grade eight and then I went up against Pat Fontaine who drives a, uh, it's a E 46. I think it's supercharged. Uh, he drives a lot in uh one of the Canadian series in like Alberta.
0: The Spec and, uh, D series?
1: Yeah. 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 Spec D. Okay. Yeah. So like I, he's got, it's a uh, drift easy all over the side of his car. That's like his main title sponsor. And so they've been bringing down, uh, at least one car Pat's made like a few of the events this year and like I mean obviously he's a rad driver I think he podiums up there pretty regularly and so uh, I, I, I somehow out him so I got to lead first which is very rare in my drifting career at this point and I went to go leave the line and like let the clutch out car wouldn't rev over two grand I'm like, what is going on? And, you know, like, I mean, it's it's small block Chevy, so it's very, very, very simple. So there's only a few things that could go on, right? So because we left the line, that was, like, basically the run, which was weird because, like, I, I pulled forward and I was trying to rev the snot out of it, rev the snot out of it, and it wouldn't do anything. And Pat was just kind of waiting for me to go, and he was just like, come on, man, I want to go have fun. And so, like, I shut the car off real quick, turned it back on. And it was still doing it. And so I waved him past. And as soon as I waved him past and he started going, car picked right up. I'm of like, course. no freaking way. Yeah. And so, like, I was like, well, but, you know, the track's continuing to change. So I'm going to take another site lap. And so I just drove behind him, like, felt the track out. And I'm like, okay, well, it's still wet. It's still wet everywhere. It feels the same. But, you know, went back to grid, turned around, like, grabbed E brake, turned around, and car kept doing the same thing it wouldn't rev over 2k and i'm just like this is bullshit so i'm just like yep call in my five minutes because it's available and i just can so went back to the pits and i was like i was checking because i i have like a big like five inch tall air cleaner like big it's full-on circle track style right so it's sticking out of the hood so i'm like man is that thing like waterlogged and it's creating an issue so i took it off tried to rev it did nothing and so i'm like well that's dumb I'm like looking around at like all my spark plug wires and stuff like that and like none of them were burnt. Mm. And so I'm just like, well, like there there's one thing I changed and it was like the the module inside the distributor, changed that thing out so I could actually have a rev limiter again because I feel like that's a necessity in drifting. And definitely that's the only thing I changed out, so that's the only thing I could think it would be. And so like I you know, during my 5 minute timeout I look over at Principal Guthrie, and I'm just like, hey, man, how long do I got? And he's like, uh, you got about two and a half minutes. I'm like, okay, and just shut the car off. And I'm like, let me know when I got about 45 seconds, man. So we're just kind of kicking it there, bullshit. And then he looks at the clock, and he's like, yeah, 45 seconds. I'm like, okay, go fire the car up, and it's perfectly fine. I'm just like, this, this is total bullshit. And so, like, go back to the line, and, I, I mean, it was just a shit show. Like, I tried to leave the line, and, like, Pat's car is just gripped up. And so he pulled like six cars on me. So like, I, I really need to work on my drag strip launches, like leaving the line and being able, able to keep up with people. Cause like, yeah, no, he just took off from me and he was gone. So it's like, yeah, he got the easy win there. But yeah, I, I guess that, that module thing, like I, I called uh Petronics, and they are saying that it's probably the coil because they're not compatible, because one is like a race style, uh, it's a race style module and a street style coil. So the resistance in the coil is too high. And so it'll run out of spark, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, like the guy on the phone was like, look, man, I'm really, I'm not trying to just sell you our crap, but you should probably buy our crap to put in there. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you guys usually make stuff to like all work together. So yeah, it's so you need something that's
0: like a supporting mod type setup.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which I, like I mean I should have like an MSD box, like a six AL or something like that, but it's just like everything's just kinda worked. So it's you know, it wasn't necessary for me to spend four hundred, five hundred bucks on stuff. I'll buy
0: you shit. I don't know about you. Some people are like super anal about it, but I, mean, I don't give a shit. As long as it works. Dude,
1: dude, I'm the I'm the king of use the the motor in my car right now is a used uh modified motor so it's like a 360 cubic inch 13 to 1 solid roller cam oh shit. and it's got okay. yeah and it's it's got a billet crank in it and it's got like h-beam rods with 7 16 bolts like full on if if i ever decided to build another motor it would not be as nice as this ever
0: yeah and that's a relatively strong motor to have all of that in there too um yeah i kind of grew up around those yeah. small block chevys so have you uh what, you, what kind of power are you putting down or you never really dynoed it?
1: I never I never I still haven't really dynoed it. And I mean I, I don't really have a good gauge on like what power is what. Like I think it makes probably between four and four fifty. Which I mean
0: It's like a get rough guesstimate. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's I mean that's all you really need to run in pro ams and stuff
0: i agree i think like, that's kind of like a a strong medium right there right.
1: well the guy who's like our our points leader right now makes three fifty wheel oh see
0: yeah hey you guys know that that series doesn't have like an instagram or a website do they
1: they do it's it's uh the instagram is e v g underscore drift hang on hang on let me uh let me look that up because i've
0: I have been looking for it. Well, it's weird because,
1: like, it, we always refer to it as, like, EVD, as in, like, drift. But then whoever Again, like, had the the rights to the Instagram, like, took them with them and wouldn't give it up. So they had to, like, switch it. And so now it's, like, EVG. I thought it would have just in... been evergreen drift, like, the whole word. Yeah, it, it it's weird because, like, a bunch of those, like, domain, whatever, usernames are all taken up. So it was, like, we just, that that was the last one we ended up with. And, like, yeah, I tried to start one. And then as soon as I tried to start one, like, the the director was like, hey, we started an Instagram. Be sure to share it around to everyone. I'm like, oh, well, I kind of just did the same thing, man. But Yeah, there's all a, right, we'll there? just there's use a drift
0: evergreen, evergreen drifters uh evergreen drift wa which is i assume is for washington
1: yeah yeah because there, there is another evergreen drift somewhere
0: ah uh, okay so i'll make sure i uh i share that because i didn't i just followed it i could never find it and i think i um i forgot who i think it was with actually tory when i had him on um i thought i had found like at evergreen drift he's like hey that one's not us <laughs> <laughs> so i was like well yeah. can't find it so i'm gonna delete it but he didn't correct me yeah. either and was like hey it's this one
1: well i don't think we had one it was like just before like the competition season began because like oh so it's so new do, okay yeah i do the announcing for like our grassroots competitions
0: oh cool I had so a, like I had
1: and, and i was doing it for pro and when i didn't have like a car put together but now that I want to run pro m and do all that stuff, I just do the grassroots stuff. But I'd still try and be like, you know, moderately involved with some of the behind the scenes stuff and some of like the, you know, the like social media aspect of it. Like, I tr- I try to do as much as possible. It's so hard yeah. to like keep on it. But
0: I know I got I was able to do it uh, this last round since my car broke in practice. Mm-hmm. Um, the announcer texts me. He's like, Hey, do you want to announce with me? He's like, you could do like commentary or, or something. And I was like, why not? <laughs> but it was cool. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I, I wasn't doing shit else.
1: <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that's Your clutch exploded, right? Yeah. It t- you, do you have
0: an aluminum bell housing?
1: No, 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 no. I, I got on there. I told you. I have a scatter shield okay. too. And it's like, I, I had a clutch failure. And it's just like, man, like that could have been a lot scarier if I didn't have a scatter shield. So yeah, I dude, should run one.
0: There was some dude who got tagged in that picture. Um, and he was just at grid life and his blew up. And from my understanding, it went through the floorboard. I don't know what went, what part went through the floorboard. But you can see it right where the floorboard and the firewall meet. There's a big ass hole. Uh-huh. And then I asked him, like, you know, what about the passenger? Uh, fine for the most part, just a couple broken toes i was like that yeah we, we, if anybody doesn't know anything about you know like clutch explosions without like the proper equipment to keep that shit contained uh that will take off your feet without a doubt for real and it, they yeah, always okay. shoot to the right they always shoot to the passenger side and if you drive a fucking right hand drive car you are shit out of luck
1: right yeah th- i think uh one of the villains guys like uh, the guys out of like walla walla with the brown cars, I don't know if you've no, like I... ever seen them New. okay, one of them, his name's jason he uh he had a clutch failure and it went straight up through the cowl and it was just like like it was the most like surgical, precise cut through that. It was just like, jeez, man, because it blows like
0: through at what it's it's probably yeah, the clutch is spinning just as fast as the crank is, so right. it's good you know right. depending on how. When it blew, at what RPM he was at? It probably just, you know, seven thousand. Let's just say, let's call it five. <laughs> yeah, five thousand revolutions five. per yeah. minute. Yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. moving.
1: Yeah, you don't want to take that much steel at five thousand RPMs and like however fast yeah. it's just gonna projectile out of there. Like hell no.
0: You don't want it to graze you. Like <laughs>
1: no, no. Yeah,
0: it's uh, yeah. it's pretty bad. But actually, uh, so for everybody that doesn't know, my engine block is toast um so on the aluminum block just like the small block chevy how the the um the starter is on the passenger side on the bottom yeah so they bolt up in the same exact position same thing but so like on the small block he kind of has like that little it's kind of how to i don't know the best way to describe it but it's not a part of the block it's kind of like an extension of it like an ear Yeah, like an ear, best way to put it. Um, Yeah. And that all blew off because when it took my clutch, my clutch blew out. It blew off the block. It took all the hardware with it, which I think is why I had the big, as big of an issue as I did. I did have shitty Mm -hmm. hardware on there. I should have had better stuff. Um, So ultimately my fault. Um, But it blew the starter apart. It blew that off. So like the engine is fine internally, but it's no good now because I can't bolt anything to it.
1: Yeah, that sucks. Especially, like, aluminum block things, because, like, those are, it, I mean, people think that they're actually made of gold, and they want to charge you a lot of money for them. It's like, nah, nah, please, nah. So, sounds sounds like you're going to get a truck motor, friend. It does
0: not, because this fat pig is overweight, and so is my car. Oof. So, Oof. Um, <laughs> I got, so, the weight distribution on this thing is 55.45 right now, and if I put a steel block in there... Or an iron block. It's just going to add to it. And I I'm can, i trying not to have any more issues than I'm already having. So I found a uh, an LS2 out of a running vehicle. He's going iron block. Um, okay. But he sent me a video. He's like, I just started pulling it out today, actually, when I started looking. And uh, cool. so LS2, 110,000 miles. Um, and it's coming out of another Cadillac, too. So he's basically sending me a bare bottom end with a rotating assembly
1: yeah cool that's all you need right yeah i hope so yeah
0: i have a spare oil yeah, pan deals. so if that broke then i'm good but you know hopefully i could just throw my cam in there i'll probably get some like new lifters for it just to kind of because they're 100 bucks
1: yeah so well, it's like the ls7 ones right yeah that's exactly. what everyone does
0: yep LS7. yeah might as well um i'm probably gonna yeah be, while you're in there yep i'm probably gonna be in it like 2500 bucks just on the engine alone by the time i'm done you know regasketing the whole motor because i'm there you know like this motor had all brand new gaskets but i can't you know can't really transfer them over nah. yeah um so nah, probably not, like, like 2500 but i mean 2500 after um a tune and everything oh and my needs will be rebuilt
1: uh that sucks Mm-hmm. Is it, are you are you still t56 or were you four speed
0: no i'm four speed man
1: yeah i do not yeah,
0: like the way the t56 shifts not a fan of it no, all i really love the way the no Muncie one does is. it's super notchy um uh-huh and like you feel you know you're in the fucking gear
1: yeah well so do you do you have because obviously your side shift right do you have straight rods or do you have like the bent rods
0: no i have i got this aftermarket kit from ebay for like 150 bucks so okay. it moves your shifter up and back about, mm, yeah. probably up like six inches, back probably like four. And then it's all yeah. the straight aluminum rods, which I think yeah, I have to buy again. Yeah, the tail housing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have that. And then I have like an offset shifter, so it brings it back another three inches. so Because okay. this car's long. Um, but it's been working for me so far, and I have the the Hurst Competition shifter on it.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that's what... uh. One of my off-season upgrades is because right now, like, uh, I just have, like, a stock, like, linkage set up on it. So, it's, like, all the bent rods. Dude, those are – and
0: it feels so much it, better when you change it, I promise. I have that in my BMW. I, I,
1: I imagine so because, like, I mean, I have, a like, kind of a remote setup. So, there's, like, linkage in the car as well to attach to it and, like, set the shifter back to where, like, the stock shifter would come out in the Lexus. Oh, okay. And it's just I've been fighting with it all year because I my my three to two shift is just awful. And like 90 percent of the time, I feel like I go to fourth because I'm an idiot. But it's just like I can't feel any of the gears with it right now. It's like it's just so numb. And so it's just like I'm hoping this is where the gears are so. In the winter, I'm definitely getting that the straight rod, offset bracket, whatever setup, and Dude, so it should the... put it all back where it is. I I, I know exactly what you're talking about because I I've been staring at it. Just
0: the eBay one, right? Yeah, that it. shit works yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. on mine, what I will say is like the linkage I have, um, it or at least the connectors I have. You know, it has like those stupid little brackets that come off the trans that you hook up the linkage to. Yeah. Okay, so the bolts that they supply for it don't really just work in there because it's like a half inch hole and they give you like a 5 16th bolt okay um so you'll have to get some some washers i went we have like a i have like an ace hardware down the street and they kind of have a whole bunch of shit in that yeah. section so i was able to, i got lucky and i was able to find them
1: okay well i i mean i work i work tooling at a very large airplane company so oh,
0: well, oh that's right you, i remember you mentioned you worked at boeing
1: yeah, that place. Yeah,
0: yeah. Pays, yeah hey man, so I mean,
1: have it. Like, dude, it pays all kinds of bills, and they they ask very little of me, so it's super cool. I need to <laughs> fucking move.
0: <laughs> but,
1: um, I mean, I mean, it, it's the easiest way to make you know almost a hundred k a year. Like, I have a high school education, and that's about it.
0: Yeah, that I don't even have that, but. I make I don't I don't make almost 100k that's it's not almost 100k it's nowhere near there yet getting closer yeah trying to
1: yeah, uh, as as long as you can like shrug off like the bureaucratic bs of like like what is supposed to be a manufacturing facility and it's basically just a giant office building like if you can shrug off all the crap from an office building like then you know you're going to be fine but there, there's been a lot of people who just get too stressed out at, like, j- just the BS. And it's just like, look, we're trying to build airplanes. And they're like, yeah, but you need to learn how to, like, you know, organize your whole area. It's like, no, I need to focus on how to build this airplane correctly. And they're like, mm, not a- according to my chart. <laughs> God, go away.
0: Oh, and then they get ridden all over from the workers? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that. That's the- I work in construction, so
1: okay yeah
0: so i'm trying to move up to management
1: oh you're you're trying to become one of the white hats yeah
0: trying man i'm fucking trying (laughs) well hey i've been doing this since i was 15 so and i'm 30 now well construction's
1: just a beating man like i i I couldn't imagine you know being a career like actual like grunt worker like that like that sounds rough like all that sounds rough
0: uh, it, it is in the beginning I'm a foreman now, so it's a little different So I don't work as hard uh, Okay I usually get somebody else to like do all the hard stuff And then there I go, go in and do all the easy stuff you <laughs> take I all the credit, right? Where I don't have to get on the ladder Uh, no, not when you have assholes Who are like, I, I don't know how to do this And you have to redo it Sick So that's that can get frustrating But it, it it's paying for this shit Yep. So I won't complain. Um, so a little bit more about your car, uh, IS 250? hundred two fifty. I'm really bad with Lexus. So yeah, so it's, hate me.
1: yeah, it's a it's a Lexus IS three hundred. So it's a, okay. like a two thousand two.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, I ended up I ended up getting it for basically free. So like I I mean I can fabricate like fairly well, and so like there I mean I still every once in a while take on a side job of building someone like a cage nice and so there is a dude who was like hey I have this is300 shell will you take it and trade for building a half cage in my s14 and I'm like hell yeah and this was when, like like I I, I had an s13 and I wrecked it and then uh-huh. I had a kid and so I I had no disposable income and so like I was I was you yeah, know just grinding away that. doing the
2: yeah. yeah
1: I was grinding away doing the the cages as like a side gig just to like you know, stay involved in like a lot of the drifting stuff and like keep my skills sharp that way. And that's when I was doing like announcing both Pro-Am and Grassroots and stuff too. So I was still involved in the community heavy. So yeah, I built a half cage in a dude's 14 and got this IS300. Meanwhile, I still had I still had my race motor like from the S13 sitting on a stand, which was also, it was a small block Chevy as well oh okay and yeah did yeah, you have a coop because uh no i had a hatch
0: oh okay there was some dude who I, showed I, up with I, a coop in one
1: day and i thought it might have been you with a no, small block no in no. It. no yeah this was like 2013 2014
0: oh no definitely not you then
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so like a like a, a pretty long while ago at this point and uh Yeah, like, got that car, and I I just let the motor sit on the stand. I I put the IS together, like, basically stock. I had a buddy who lives a few hours away. He was doing an LS swap in his car, and so I took, basically, his whole manual transmission drivetrain, like, stock 2J, NA2J, with the W55, like, got all the stuff from him for, like, a pretty decent deal. So, put the car together and just had something to drive around and, like, have, like, a rad dad mobile. Uh-huh. And and then, like, a couple of my buddies, they, uh, it was when they were doing the final bout thing. And they had the special stage west. They wanted to, like, put together a team. Wanted me on the team. And I'm like, well, I have, like, this FC that I'm half-assed building that's, like got a five, three truck motor and T 56, or I've got this is 300 that I just picked up a BN kit for and like some like SSR veil sides. And they're like, yeah, put that together, man. So like put the is 300 together, like put the BN kit on it, got it like way too low on like rad wheels and stuff like that. And just rolled that thing around that way for a while. Hmm. And it was fun. Cause like, it was basically like a point and go car. So, once it was like in drift, all you had to do was just keep the like skinny pedal on the floor and steer it, and it was perfectly fine. It's like, wow, this is fun. But I also like V8 things, like, and I miss V8 things. So, like, the winter, like, after drift season, whatever year it was, like, tore all that drivetrain out and started putting like the small block Chevy back in, which it was basically the same as when i put it in the s chassis like the same kind of like headaches like i had to you know, it's a front sump oil pan so i had to build a oil pan for it and do all that stuff which now that i know how to do it isn't hard but at first it was like the biggest headache ever cuz everyone like all the old timers if you talk to them like they're just like oh get a chevy two pan and i'm like it doesn't work because like xy and z reasons but I can use the Chevy 2 oil pump pickup tube, which is like huge in all that because I really didn't want to have to like build that and snake like a pickup tube past a crankshaft and all that stuff. So I was able to run the Chevy 2 pickup tube,
2: mm-hmm.
1: build the oil pan, and then it's like, I mean, the headers, they have to wrap around the steering column, which is normal for S-chassis stuff and like a lot of import stuff. BMWs are the
0: same way. Uh, yeah at least at least the I cx racing BMW, ones i had on my bmw i
1: think bmws are like on crack with how some of that goes like it's, you know, it's just it's wicked bad on how like a lot of the routing goes on those two
0: i'm not even bullshitting you um it was easier to work on the ls in the bmw than it is to work on the ls in my cadillac in the car it fucking came out of uh there's a Dang. lot it's a much much tighter space so like on the BMW or even like on the Lexus, for instance, like I, I know relatively, it like, it's kind of slanted since it has the McPherson, right? Yes. So yeah. it's kind of slanted as far as the shock towers go. But on the Cadillac itself, they're pretty much a 90 degree, like to the top, you know, and a straight down. And those on the shock towers on the, BM, on the Cadillac, they're actually taller than the engine. So that normal Duh. space you would have, like, if the engine was a little little bit higher and that little slant you would normally get, like, to get in to change spark plugs is a lot easier. Yeah. Not on this car. especially. And, and I have the stupid radiator in the rear, so I got my water hoses running right there. Okay. So that's Jeez. also kind of like a pain. <laughs> and I have, like, bitch hands. Like, I'm not going to lie. I wear a medium in gloves. And it's hard for me <laughs> to get to spark plugs. And I see some guys do Damn. it. Damn. I'm like, how are you doing that without struggling? But then again, I have,
1: like, short, fat hands. Duh. Yeah, I I mean, there's a lot of room in that Lexus to, like, move around and do stuff, which is, like, that. that's one thing I'll say is there's a lot more room in that than the S chassis. That's for sure. And, like, like, I I was able, because, like, I had to make my own headers, too so oh, okay. i was able to like route the tubes in what? such a way where i'd have a lot of room in different places uh-huh. so that was nice
0: so what did you end up doing for that did you because i'm not that i'm gonna do my own i probably will because i actually don't like these ones um we have long tube headers and they sit below the f- the frame rails uh
1: that's lame right yeah and, it's, yeah
0: and it's all they're dna headers so dna went and bought some other headers I think they were pace setter headers, and they copied them and did the same thing. But um, Cooks makes headers for it too, and they do the same thing. They all ride really? low because of the T fifty six. Oh, that's normally there. Okay, so it goes lower, and then it goes around it.
1: Does uh, Does American Racing make headers for it? Because they they seem to be pretty good on like their build quality and what they do.
0: Unfortunately, no.
1: Oh, okay. That sucks.
0: Yeah. So, with the four-speed bell housing and stuff like that, I'm trying to... I have a lot more room to work with. And not to mention, I also don't have a whole bunch of, like, uh, on top of the firewall, there's, like, a whole bunch of plastic panels and shit that's normally there. Um, I don't have any of that, so I'm trying to... Uh I'm trying to get out of all of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. With mine, I just bought, like, a a build-your-own header kit. And so it comes with a bunch of, like, like bends and like the basic kind of shape of how they should look. So it's got like the flanges, bolt those on and then like a whole bunch of tubes and bends and then the collectors. And I just kind of started like Lego blocking it together. And I'm like, well, this looks good. This looks fine. And then it's like, well, that tube sucks. Cut it off, build another one. It was, it, it worked out all right. I think over the winter I had to, I decided to move two tubes just to make my life better. And it's like, yeah, at this point, I mean, it's absolutely perfect. Like, I mean, as far as accessibility, like, I'm not, I don't think I'm at the point where I should really be concerned about what the length of my runners are on my headers. Like, I just don't care. So as long as I can get at everything, like access all my spark plugs and not be burning up like spark plug boots every event, like that sounds like a win to me and I'm just going to keep running it. What? So they, they should make, like, a like a build-your-own header kit for, like, LS stuff. Like, I mean, it's common uh, enough.
0: I was looking at – it's not – so we – there's a place down the street. I haven't really gone to them yet. Um, they're probably, like, I don't know, 20 minutes from my house. It's called Performance Tubes, and I've been following them for a while. I'm thinking about finally just going over there. And you kind of just cut their pieces up, or they kind of have, like, a whole bunch of, like, um, to make your own headers, but obviously you'd have to cut them – to size, where you want your yeah. like '90s at, um, they're all pre-bent stuff, and you just kind of weld them together. Yeah, uh, that's something I've been thinking about yeah. to kind of get them tighter. Uh, but now that I have to spend, you know, I'm probably gonna end up spending like five grand by the time I'm done with, you know, new the new motor, rebuilding the trans, a clutch, all that shit. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. That's not happening this off season. Like my off season yeah. funds were. We're probably about five grand and I was going to have, um, have some guy, I was actually going to work with, hit up Nate from Bink Industries to make me a, an angle kit. Okay. He's, he's, uh, he's worked for a lot of drivers in the past and he actually did the Wise Fab correction for the 240s. Okay. Um, I was going to have him do it and right after we talked, the fucking, everything went to shit. So. <laughs> I don't, unfortunately i don't think that's happening now not i, don't, I just can't afford it because i still want to get um, my seat time this off season so the plan was to, to do that and continue running when i was running until it blew up and then it blew up that fucking day sick so now it's uh now it's changed but now it's going to be minimal work get it running again and just get as much seat time as i can and deal with it
1: yeah you're going to use that that car as the seat time car like not not have any practice car just that that one
0: you No, know, i have another chassis sitting here i have two actually um okay but to throw a motor in them and start doing that it would just it would cost me i can't afford it that was also part of the plan to kind of get something okay. cheap going um but it's just it's not looking good right now
1: yeah that's that's what so like right now my plan Is to get like a winter seat time car, like especially after
0: I saw that after the
1: battle with Tori, yeah, because because it kind of rattled me a bit, and like I'm like, well, what's the difference between me and him? And it's just like, look, I remember one winter, or there was like one full year where Tori was out at every event with stacks of tires, and every time I looked out on track, there was a red Mustang out there, and he was running doors with like blatant disregard for his or other safety. And I'm like, whoa, that's cool, man. So like, that's the only thing different. And it's like right now, I only have like the one car and it's like, I really don't want to like bend another pro angle arm because I don't want to keep paying to replace like suspension parts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I, I figure if I get something cheaper, that's, you know, easier to replace a bunch of stuff with then that might uh, might be a little better there. So I'm on the same boat. Like I the... have,
0: I basically have two cars here, and I'm I'm thinking about it. I'm really thinking about it. Yeah. And I yeah. mean dirt cheap shit. Like it has 16s on it now. Leave them. They're staying. Yeah. Cheap t- cheaper yeah. tires. You know, <laughs> probably get like a cheap 5.3, some cheap like Megan coilovers. Don't change any fucking arms and just throw like the modded knuckles on there. And maybe a C. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It might happen, but it gets expensive once you start like digging into transmissions and clutches.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm trying to like trying to figure out the best like bang for your buck. Like I put that Facebook post out, and like like I, I have a basic idea of like what to look for, and it's either either like an SN95 Mustang or a 350Z. Honestly. Cause like the the Mustangs like it's already V8 power, like y- you can get them for like a G, and then you know it's put it's go buy like a unicorn angle kit and some coilovers and like that's it. It's like cool. that's that's a good use of money and like putting into a practice car and it's like you know it's a Ford motor, like it's either a five liter, a four or six, and it's like those things are dime a dozen like all the you know, the four sixes came in like all the caprices and stuff too. And yeah. like the T-birds and shit. And so it's just like, Oh, okay. They're everywhere.
0: I know. now that you got, so it's like that's, now that you brought it up, you really got me thinking it. Cause my cousin has like a 5.3 with like 210,000 miles on it. He's like, it's running. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it'll just work. It's like, stupid he's thing like is, 300 that bucks. Thing will chug along. Yeah. I mean, that thing will chug along forever. I, would, just, I wouldn't I'm, do anything no to reason. it. I would
0: just put it in. I wouldn't change a fucking thing. I wouldn't even tune it. I would just take right, vats that, out. Uh,
1: the ugly truck intake hanging up there and, yeah, yeah, like, stuff the ECU somewhere with all the, like, truck wires and, like, solder all the orange wires together and be like, well, you good, man? All right, we're going to go run, and you'll run forever with that thing. I think but, it's what, like, the, the motor that you take apart and, like, you know, let let all the secret sauce out
0: of. Is that like what that it is? It's like fucking. It's like changing the transmission fluid in the old transmission. Hundred percent, dude. Uh, and then all the seals go bad. They're like, what you know, is this new know. stuff? I'm a yeah, my truck, We don't like this, dude. My truck has like uh two hundred and thirty thousand miles, and granted, I don't. I the farthest I tow is like a hundred miles from here, but mm-hmm. I'm just like, mm, I'm not changing that. I'd rather just add some like Lucas like slip shit in there. But yeah. other than that, it's not getting changed because I know how that works.
1: Yeah, don't don't touch that stuff.
0: Yeah. Um so uh how did you end up finishing all- this season off? Uh let's go through your whole season. How'd you start? Well, we, we got we, I know you have yeah, four we rounds, got right?
1: One more event. We got one oh, more okay. event. Oh you do? Yeah, and it's at the end of the month. We kinda so we had a huge hiatus and it was like a two month break.
0: Those in the suck, middle of don't all they? Of
1: it. It, it it does because I, I was sitting here just getting itchy at home, like man, I need to get like some seat time, have and you, there was nothing on the calendar. Then either. you guys
0: don't even have um,
1: well, where are you out of again? In in right around like Monroe, Seattle.
0: Oh, like, so you're right next to the track?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm 40 minutes away from the. track. So going
0: to park is not necessarily down the street because
1: it's not down the street but it's not out of the question like i'll I'll totally like roll down there like if i needed to get seat time eh, it's like three and a half hours okay that's not
0: not terrible and that's towing no that's towing
1: yeah yeah
0: wait you guys don't live in california so your towing walls are different
1: yeah no we haul ass (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: not here. Have you driven here before? Because it's fucking no. No, yeah, you sucks. have to go like
1: 50 or 55, don't you?
0: No, it, that's not the problem, okay? It's not the problem the least bit. Anybody who's driven in California knows that everybody is willing to fucking die before they let you over.
1: Oh, yeah, you know what you do with that? I get it's over. Just list, list, list lazily into their lane. And let them enjoy, like you just I need a establishing sk- dominance,
0: dude. I need a bumper sticker that says, "I'll kill us both if you don't let me over." <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so my my tow rig now is uh, it's a '93 uh, Chevy Crew Cab dually that's lowered. I so it's fucking like hell- hate you. I love those things, dude. It, it's so it's with, sick, right? With the it,
0: 454 in it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's dude, those are nuts. Power. Dude, it, it's it's so cool. My wife hates it. Good. <laughs> but like, I think it's I think it's so cool. It's like this big comfortable truck and my in my trailer I've had it for a decade and it is just a raggedy bitch uh-huh. and so like like full-on example uh, They had me they had me actually do a demo at the the speedway during the fair And so I was towing out there Well, they they had the, the lanes all messed up and they had cones off in one lane that I knew I wanted to be in to turn into the, the speedway And so I'm like, well, I'll have to merge real quick. And so I I did exactly that. I started just slowly going into someone's lane. I'm like, yeah, I'm coming over, dude. Like, whether you want to or not. And I'm watching in my mirror, and I still don't necessarily want to hit someone.
0: Hey, hang on one second.
1: You got to shut them dogs up? Yeah, you hear them? Hang on. Yeah. Jolly. But you're not barking. You're a good boy.s You're a big good boy.s
0: that yeah no problem man all the dogs and then my kid has a million
1: questions at one time oh <laughs> well, yeah you see, he sees you get, uh, get up that means that you're available now right
0: no he was playing the video game i was like play your video game we'll do your homework in a minute <laughs>
1: <laughs> priorities yeah, yeah so, i so have so to teach wrong. him young yeah that's what's up t- teach him young teach him right it's the way it goes
0: yeah, I'm teaching him to procrastinate, to wait till the absolute last fucking minute.
1: You know, so this
0: way, when he grows up and he's under pressure, he's ready. Right? <laughs> yeah,
1: he, he's been thrown in that fire. He knows what that feeling is exactly. like. Exactly. He's comfortable there. See?
0: same, same. <laughs> but, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so
1: we're rolling to the track, and so I was merging... Slowly into like Homeboy's lane, uh-huh. and I'm watching, and I'm like, "Ooh, my trailer's getting real close." And like, he was driving some old crappy Dakota, and so I didn't really care, but I was watching how close the trailer got. And I swear, hey man, and I swear th- th- there was like barely air between us. And so like, I, I kind of like turn away from him, and he turns away at the same time. And I have my window down, and I hear him just start yelling at me. And I couldn't hear anything, and so I'm just yelling back like the freaking codes, and he's like, But you're in my lane, I'm like, and so I just started yelling gibberish at him. And my wife's sitting there turning beat red and trying to like not let anyone see her face. And the whole time I'm just screaming gibberish out my window at this guy, and like cops are everywhere because they're directing traffic and they're all looking at me confused. And so I look in my back window and I see the guy in the Dakota and he is just laughing his ass off at that point. I'm just like, yeah, that's that's the way to deal with crazies in traffic is just out crazy them. But like, I I mean, nonstop, like people here will do the same thing with like see me in a truck and trailer and do anything to get in front of me. But like little do they know is I just don't care because like cumulatively, like all my stuff's probably worth less than 10 grand. Like I'm probably less than ten grand into it, so I will take out your BMW or Mercedes and just laugh while I'm doing it.
0: Yeah, I'm insured well for that, just in case. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I don't anybody else who tows. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who's ever dealt with this. Assholes seem like you give yourself space for the car in front of you for a fucking reason. Yeah.
1: And everyone's like,
0: oh, is that for me?
1: Yeah, everyone's actually like fairly reasonable, as far as I've seen here. As far as not, not just like dip it in front the of me. Worst. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this looks care. sketchy
0: as fuck already, and you're gonna get in front of me. So yeah. you know, I'll kill us both. Yeah. It, it'll it's gonna hurt. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, someone recently asked me to start asking that question, like what everyone's tow rig is, because everyone kind of. Not everybody, but a lot of people pull up in, like, an enclosed trailer um, oh, and no. a nice towing rig. And I'm oh, like, no. you don't need that. I drive well, a Silverado with a 4.8 in it with, like, 230,000 miles in a shit box of a trailer. Dude,
1: it, It's whatever works, right? Like, whatever gets you there gets you there. Like, I, I, I'm not going to throw shade. Like, I, at the... At the beginning of the year, I had a, a 2012 uh, F-350, so like 6.7 powered. But then it, it got totaled out because some lady hit me in a minivan while I was backing out of my driveway. And so th- this is what uh, I think on our last one we touched on this. I ended up buying a Chevy SS. So the wife and I, I could remember
0: have like a yeah. yeah,
1: so she, she could have a fun car to drive around because she missed her Mustang. And like I have a child, so we needed like a somewhat of a family rig. Should have got a CTS-V, man. So I I sat in a V and I drove a V, and I did it after after I was in the SS. Okay. And I could I couldn't do the V. It was it was just enough smaller where it bothered me. Really? And was it a V one or V two?
0: I've never been a uh, V2. Okay. I've never done the V2 s- sedan. I've never been in one. I've been in a coupe. They're terrible. And they look like a fucking doorstop.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was in a, I was in a sedan and so it was checking boxes cause it was also a six speed. And so it was like making all the noises. Like I was banging gears and stuff like that, but it was still like the weird thing is like I, I've driven like the V ones as well. And, like, looking at them, I'm, like, well, this is supposed to be a Cadillac. And I'm looking at the door panels that are, like, shitty plastic. I'm, like, what is this? And so, like, the the V2 is, like, a little bit better and a little more refined. But it was still just kind of, like, well, this doesn't feel super Cadillac-y. And, like, the – so, one of the things that stuck in my mind about new car shopping is – the the interface. Like someone said, see how easy it is to get your phone to like interact with oh, like, you the have interface of the, what the is radio.
0: It, the uh, uh, Apple Play or something like that. In the What SS? with the Chevy? Yeah.
1: The SS has SS has my link and okay. it, like it, it works it works fine, but I legitimately could not get my phone to connect with that C T S V. Because it, you have to use, from what we're reading on the interwebs, it said you had to use the voice commands, and so uh, I was like, yeah. I was like, "Hey, Miss Cadillac, bitch, please let my phone connect with you." And she's like, "I'm sorry, I'm not I don't bitch. understand that." <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" And like, I was about to lose it because, like, also at that time, my wife was like putting a bunch of those Alexas around the house. And so nonstop, I just had robot bitches telling me what to do. And I'm just like, I can't do this. So it's like, I, we went back and uh, I actually, I drove the SS first. And it was like one of those weird moments about like meeting your heroes. Cause like, I love the car. I love the idea of it. I love that they brought it from Australia. Like the idea of having an LS3 in a sedan with a six speed option the coolest fucking shit ever, right? Agreed. 100%. Well, I, I, yeah. So I drove this one. It was automatic, and it's like, while I was driving it, I was asking like, like the guy, I'm like, well, do you care if I turn traction control off? And he's like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, do you care if I turn it all the way off? He's like, yeah, whatever, dude. And so I was doing that and trying to wail on it, and it just it didn't feel fast to me. But I was also comparing it to my race car. So the race car is also a sketchy piece of shit. So yeah. it feels like it's a lot faster. And like that that car is so refined and so just like settled Planning. that yeah, it doesn't feel like you're going fast. And so when I drove it, I was like, meh. But then I let my wife drive it and we're going on an on-ramp. And by the end of the on ramp, she was going like 130 or 140 in the thing. And I'm like, holy Love crap. It. And she's like, yeah, this car is fast. I'm like, yeah, it's way more fun with you driving. Hell yeah, let's go get this thing. And so we picked it up. And I was just like, yeah, this thing's awesome. Like driving it everywhere. Like it's so it's such a cool car. Yeah. Like even even today, like today someone's I went to the gas station and someone drove by and he goes, hey, that's a super sport, right? And I'm like, well, they just call it an SS. And he's like, yeah, super sport those things are rad and i'm like oh oh okay man like just kind of cringing and then i'm like on my way home thinking about it and i i downshift like it's an automatic but i like to pretend that it's a manual transmission cuz i'm an idiot yeah, and so i'm tip-tronic. downshifting yeah yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm downshifting and plus i got like headers and exhaust on it so i like the noises it makes yeah sounds and So, sounds yeah so i'm downshifting and some guy like in front of me in a work van like Hits his brakes tough, throws half his body out of the like van and looks behind. And he's yelling at me. He goes, "That thing's an SS, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "That thing's badass, dude." We're just like devil horning each other, and I just wail on it past. Him. I'm like, "Hell yeah, dude!" It's like, yeah. You know, everything about this car this, is cool.
0: The street car thing is super nice. I, I do like when yes. I used to have my Cadillac. It was, or at least the one I drove on the street, uh, the one I wrecked um that thing always got a it was always a head turner everybody looked at it and people always gave me compliments and i was like thanks and it had like stock wheels on it because it had like it came with that shitty six lug and i was poor at the time so i couldn't afford to do the the um five lug swap but yeah these having a nice street car is i think that's like your the most way you can represent yourself I see, like, a lot yeah. of these drift cars, and, like, some people are like, oh, your livery needs to represent you. I'm like, I don't understand how, um, like, a lot of the Japanese-style representation, or representation, the Japanese-style liveries, and they're like, oh, we're doing something different. I'm like, mm, I've seen that. be <laughs> a dick to like anybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, that's, you know, I like, you know, you see, a, a, liveries are good, like, they're nice, but it's just like, mm. It's repetitive, for me at least.
1: Dude, I have I have the hardest time with liveries because like I I've, I've tried to dabble in that too, as far as like graphic design and stuff, and it's just like I can't figure out what's cool, and so it's just like man, because like all, all my like my influences are like Grave Digger and shit, because I Dude, love monster trucks. Same. And so I just...
0: grew up r- going to those fucking shows. That was that was my shit as a kid and uh dude yeah
1: and so i'm like yeah let's do like a Gravedigger theme and people are like no i want tribal flames i'm like oh okay so you want to be a douchebag with a bad tattoo or something like <laughs> like what's going uh, on yeah do you want d- me to just put a tramp stamp on the side when of your I car? Like, when i when i see that,
0: that i think of like the dudes with like the tribal fucking tattoos and i'm like yeah oh he's buff and he has a tribal tattoo that's fucking real sweet and i'm not trying to hate be a hater <laughs> I, i'm really not but it's just it you know it if it's like a certain demographic and i just don't want to be a part of it
1: no 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 it's super funny because like one of the guys i worked with he had like tribal like an uh, arm piece like basically a full sleeve of like a tribal design and we're like you realize that people like like there's a demographic for that tattoo yeah what do you mean and we're like we asked him, "We're like, how many Monster Energy hats do you own?" He's like, "Uh, uh like three or four. And we're like, "Okay, <laughs> there you go." And we're like, "We're like, see we're how like, we knew that?" <laughs> last... Yeah. What was the last concert you went to? He's like, "Uh, I think it was Godsmack," and we're like, "Yep, sounds about right."
0: <laughs> Cottonmouth Kings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pretty much. So we're just like, "Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's 100 percent the demographic." Like, if we're playing the Newlywed Game right now, that would be written on our paper is like four or five Monster Energy hats and Godsmack. Like that's how that goes, dude.
0: Smokes weed a lot of all the time. Talks about it. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. But I just, Not I, to just be an I don't asshole. get the livery thing. So it's just like, it's, it's hard for me to like figure that out. So I just kind of left it off my car this year. Like I did the, the two tone thing, but like the, like JDM two tone with the like fronty backy.
0: Yeah. I've seen that.
1: But like, no, those I, I, and I, I was... like
0: actually. Um, Cause it's, it's more simplistic and, uh, I think, especially if you have, like, really nice colors to do it with, you can kind of pull yeah. it off. But, you know, when you see, like, just the same old thing all the time, uh, it just, it's like, you know, it's a, I'm, I will never say it looks bad because I don't think it does. It, it is good looking, but it's not for me. No.
1: And it's, like, at this point, like, I don't even really know if it's for me, but I wanted to keep enough purple on my car to, like, have a purple car. But I think next year I'm just going to paint it all black. And then see where that goes. I know. Uh, looks It looks way better. It it does. It looks like if I go like gloss black with like flat black accents and stuff. Like,
0: it looks good. Yeah. There's, it. Yeah. I always thought that looked good. Um, like my car currently is all black with a, with very little white, um, on the top. Yeah. Like just around the doors and stuff. And, you yeah. know, it. I had a white hood on it. And the only reason the white hood was on it was because. It already had the um the quick release hood hood latches and stuff like that so i was like oh just leave it and then the hood came up at round (laughs) three and crushed my windshield and broke the hood so i was like all right i'll throw the black one on there and then it it made the car like a night and day difference yeah so that's gonna stay the same i'm just gonna polish it up because i can't afford to paint it or anything
1: yeah, pretty much. Like, I, I got a buddy who who gets paint, like, wicked cheap. And so he just kind of, like, he, he randomly comes home with gallons of paint. And he's like, hey, you want to see how this looks? Like, oh, all right, man. Like, he came home with all that purple at one point And I'm just like, well, looks like purple whole car is going to be purple. Yep. I, I like, actually,
0: I actually man, have I like, a lot of purple. I like purple. I like black. I like um, red. Green. I actually fucking like I just not, I don't like, uh, bright, bright, bright colors, like bright red. I won't do, I'll do like a dark red. Um, yeah, bright, I don't like bright green. I like, you know, darker, like just darker colors, but
1: yeah. Yeah. S- same, th- same here. Like, like, I mean, I'm a bit of like a flashy personality, but then there's a point where I'm just like, man, I don't know if I want my car to look that flashy, like not okay with that. Hmm. Like I, I like I hate the color yellow for some reason, but like I, the more I'm kind of looking at it lately, like and especially seeing uh, Matt Hoggins' car. Like, have, have you seen that thing?
0: No, I'd have to. I'd have to see it. He
1: well, he he's got that R thirty four that he built, he's running Pro two right. Oh, look at that car! I know, look the, it up.
0: Nate built that. What okay. I was talking about. Um, yeah, that's. New bank? Yeah, he built that. Okay. Eh.
1: Uh, okay yeah that car looks very 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 good and it's all yellow you know what I'm though like, huh? that's
0: that the R34 though is such uh, people are gonna hate me for saying this that's a fucking muscle car to me I've always looked at that car that way just because of the yep. way the body lines are it's very it's uh, it's an iconic car and, and I think yeah. it's mostly iconic because of the way it looks like the R33 hate that thing no i don't think anybody likes that thing um well few people i, I do. don't
1: i don't hate them but i i like the ugliest cars ever so maybe that just falls in yeah. that wheelhouse and i like but the r32 like, yeah. the most okay
0: so those are i think that and like the evo because it kind of looks it does have those wider body lines it does kind of simulate that whole muscle card for me at least it does yeah um, from factory it's a natural look it's not like a wide body like that stuff doesn't interest me Uh, yeah
1: i feel it yeah so someone like photoshopped uh like a holden front end on r34 and like post it in a stupid car group on facebook and they're like haha check this out and i'm like yo you really don't need to do anything to a R R34 ever, especially putting this front end on it. Like, it's already aggressive. Yeah. It's already mean. I think that's like, what it is.
0: It, it's aggressive looking from the factory. You know, like old Fastback Mustangs, aggressive looking from factory. The Coupes, eh, not so yeah. much. Um, yeah. Same thing with Camaros. Camaros have always looked super aggressive. And then we're just getting off topic into a rant about fucking old muscle cars.
1: Um Dude, I'll talk about muscle cars all day, baby. I'm the my same way, man. Se- 72 Nova was my first car. Uh,
0: unfortunately, my first car was not a... Mu- oh, it kind of was, but I never got to receive it. My my dad's friend was like, that's too much car for him. Piece of shit. God. I saw him the other day, too, at a wedding. I was like, you asshole. <laughs> it, was a, it was a 72 Buick Skylark.
1: Okay, It yeah, was green with welds. Yeah.
0: With welds yeah. on it, and I was like, damn, I want this thing. And then... My dad's friend showed up. He's like, oh, you're going to give it to him? He's like, yeah. He's like, that's kind of a lot of car for him. Granted, he was right. 100%. (laughs) But fuck him. (laughs) It was
1: accurate, but he's still a dick.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, But I don't know. Maybe if I would have had that thing, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. So I'm I'm okay with it. Uh, That's what,
1: like, I mean, I... My Nova, like, I tore the drivetrain out of that to put in my S chassis just because one of my work buddies just flipped me enough shit about it because he was like, oh, yeah, you're just a muscle car guy. You don't know how to go around corners and do this and that. And I'm like, Bang. hey, fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: Dude, one of these, uh, do you know who Alex Grimm is?
1: I think I've heard the name.
0: He drives a Camaro here in SoCal, or he did. He drove a an old 240Z or 280Z, whatever they are for a bit and then he built a camaro um a fifth gen and now that's for sale and right now he's currently working on like a 72 or 73 vega and i i'm gonna assume because he hasn't posted a picture of it yet he just let people know what it was is that i'm gonna assume it's the fastback and those things look bitchin the vega yeah as a drift car yeah i don't i don't know if it's irs i don't think it is I think it's a straight okay. axle, but I'm not... Don't quote me on that. I haven't really looked
1: it up. Um, I, I I put a lot of thought into, like, a muscle car drifting because that's, like, all I want in the world. Same. But it's, I, like, I, I also, like... I also want to still want to do Pro-Am stuff. And so just because of, like, how much you'd have to change the suspension to make it doable, mm-hmm. it's just... It, it it wouldn't fit the rules. And I'm I'm afraid, like... So I'm not a great driver right now, but I'm afraid if I got to the point where I was a great driver and I had that car, then people might start bitching. And so it's like, I don't want anything that's not going to fit like the spirit of the rules and like, you know, be some like oddball car in the drift series. That's like, just not legal at all. It's like, yeah, that doesn't sound cool, but it sounds like something I also really want. Cause like, so I, I picked up, I picked up some very, very shitty Mustangs, so I got three total 71 to 73 Mustangs. Ugh, the yeah, ugly ones. They're fucking dude, like, they're so bad. You
0: get those for free. People will pay you to yes. take those things. Yeah, no, They're really I, ugly. I, I did.
1: I a, did get them all for free.
0: Six. The 69 was like their last great year.
1: Well, 70. Seven, 70? 70, the nose on them was proper, yes. Yes, 70 up. was a very, very good good year 69 and 70 were good but then 71 to 73 they facelifted them for some and it's like the thing is like I, I could go into this because i was talking to the dude and the more i looked at the car i'm like man the way like the whole okay, I see it, I passenger see it. the passenger compartment the way it's set back almost makes it look like a corvette and the long nose makes it look like a corvette and then one of them that i i took on but it was it was completely gone was a convertible and I'm looking at it, I'm like, that almost looks like a CUDA. And they're like, yeah. And it's like, the more angles I look at the car from, like, the more I can see styling cues, but it's just not right. Nothing about it is right. And so it's just all terrible. And I'm putting a whole lot of work into this and I don't really know why. But I'm looking at it, I'm like, that suspension on the front is a lot like an S chassis.
0: Like oh, the very in the way the um
1: well, it's not a McPherson. They, it's not. They did a really no. They did a really weird thing where it's a arm and then they have a spring on top of the upper a arm, like it's the most bizarre thing. Quick question: I feel is, like it, I've
0: ever is it is it is it an a arm that goes to like a piece that bolts onto the car, and then it's uh because it's not attached to an actual a arm, right? The top, or
1: it is. It is i have to see the spring it. is on top of an actual a arm. Huh? Okay. And then the, yeah, the spring goes up into what, what really should be like the, the mounting point for the top of a McPherson strut. Like that's, it absolutely should be, but it isn't, but I'm looking at, it, I'm like, man, I bet you, I could weld like the, the top of like a strut tower in up there and then put like S chassis front suspension on this. Wait, are and, you like, sure?
0: So it the top of it goes like a McPherson, but it it goes through the A arm, correct? No. Or it connects to the I'm looking I'm looking online right now. So, what I'm the, looking the sp- at are you, The spring is
1: on top of a AR, It's 71 to 73.
0: Nope, looking at that Oh, that's 2015. Stupid ass internet. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to look it up. Yeah. Cause I think it might be the similar to what my shit is where like, I kind of have like a double a arm, but it's almost like a fucking McPherson because just the way it's designed. Um, so the sh- top of the shock attaches to, uh, the fender well, and then uh-huh. there's an a arm on top and then there's an a arm on the bottom.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably close to like what you're thinking of there.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I, I had, uh, some people look at it for me cause I'm poor. <laughs> yeah but oh, i'm I, like, sorry I'm, go ahead. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm looking at it and i'm like man this is really close to an s chassis and it's like wow that would be interesting to like bolt all this suspension on or like try and do that and there's one guy who's like kind of done it on the internet uh-huh. and i looked at, i looked at all the stuff he did and looked at all the stuff that i would do different and i'm like well that seems all right and it's like i'm looking to get a practice car and i'm like man that would almost be cool to bring this out as like a practice car but it's like Everything about it is like it's—it's it's, all of it is so close to cool, but it's not. Like, cause it, like, it, it's the shitty facelift years. It's like, uh, so close to cool, and then it's like, hey, it's got a three fifty one, and you're like, cool, Windsor, right? And it's like, no, Cleveland, and everyone's like, oh, but Cleveland had like the big heads and blah blah blah. It's like, yeah, but they don't make parts for them, mm-hmm. like. They just don't, and it's like if, if you have a two-barrel one, which I do, then it's like if you want to go try and find an intake, they're A, not available, or B, super expensive. And it's like 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 I come from land of small-block Chevy where it's like, like I could yell out my front door, say, hey, does anyone have an aluminum intake? And five people will come to my door and be like, yeah, here's one for free. Take mm-hmm. it off my shelf.
0: This is so yours. it's just
1: like, man, yeah, like, like I never knew firsthand why Chevy was like, I, I'm gonna say better.
0: It's got a crack where the fucking thermostat grows, just glue it yeah. up. That's so common, right? on those
1: stupid things. Yeah, I know, but it's just like, yeah, like I I just don't know what I'm gonna do with this car. Like, it's, it's very close to running again. Like, I got the engine, I had to take the drivetrain out of one. And put it in like the good shell. But the shell was missing so much stuff. Like so many random wire harnesses and stuff. And then come to find out 71, 72 are like same, same. And then 73 is like wicked different in a lot of aspects. Oh, okay. And guess what? The, sh- the shell is a 73. So I'm trying to put a whole bunch of 72 stuff in the 73. And I'm just like tearing my hair out. Like, like, like today, like I had to just swap out all of the everything in the shifter because that's where the neutral safety switch is. And I had to take everything from like the 72 and put it in the 73 because none of the wiring matched up. I'm like, you fucking epic pile of shit. And it was just the dumbest thing ever. And it's like, I really didn't I don't want to crawl under these rusty, rusty cars anymore but it just seems like every day, every day I'm doing that. But I like old cars. I mean,
0: yeah. so it, we're getting a little, it's a little cool because, like, yeah, uh, just a
1: little bit.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, but you know what? Now that we're on the old things, um, I do want to bring up some our – our shared transmission, rather. Um, yeah. And how it is a positive alternative for people who are planning to go dog box in the future um if you don't have the money i've i got mine for free just because my dad bought um he bought a gto a 64 gto and the the guy had all the parts just you know was never gonna put it together my dad's like here you can have this transmission um cool so i have a muncie m20 uh, which one do you have 21 okay so relatively the same thing basically i think the um i think the difference between the m20 and the m21 were obviously the input shafts and then also depending on which model you got um also the uh the gear ratios so the m20 is a wider ratio a wider ratio gearing (laughs) and then uh the m21 is a little closer ratio which yeah, which is probably more suited for drifting. I've just gotten so used to the M20 that I'm okay with it. I could take off in first gear with no issue. um
1: Yeah, yeah. Which I, I mean, I, I almost would have rather have like the wider ratio, just so first is somewhat like usable, usable. Yeah, usable. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, but,
1: but then it's, it's just, like, and then uh, it,
0: I mean, they give you like a second that's like, ugh, it's ugh. like yeah. it's, it's it's there's like a medium right there. Um. But the reason I wanted to bring it up is because that is a direct fit for as far as maybe not the shifter mounting because it's a side shift, but it is the same length. Um, you know, the same tail housing, like you wouldn't have to change your drive shaft afterwards. They mm-hmm. do make adapter kits that go from like, which is a super common motor, like a 2J um, to go to a dog box yeah. or uh, yeah. uh, what else?
1: 2Js, RBs, like, basically anything. Because the, yeah, the 2Js, transmission yeah. pattern is the same as, like, a dog box pattern mm-hmm. on, like, you know, to bolt the trans to the bell housing. Yeah. And so, gonna, like, it, I mean, it just makes sense.
0: And if you're going to get, like, a used um, scatter shield, like, both of you and I run, which I recommend, um, you can get a used NASCAR one off of eBay for, like, less than 150 bucks to your door. Um, this, oh, yeah. I'm talking about, like, in the lower 48 where it's kind of guaranteed... Um, yeah that's something to look into for anybody who's who wants to do it and it's you can find these things anywhere from like i want to say the cheapest i've seen one is 300 bucks and then for yeah. brand new m23 for people who don't know this uh m23 yeah, is basically the auto gear a beefed up transmission of what we have and it'll probably i want to say it's going to hold like a solid 600 horsepower
1: I, I think it's rated at seven or eight hundred pound feet of torque is what they yeah what they rated as. Okay, yeah.
0: So that's just something to consider. So when you guys do want to go dog box eventually, here is the only downside. It does have synchros in it. Yeah. So high RPM shifting kinda sucks. Um any anybody's ever watched a video of mine, you can listen be, me go into different gears or even yours. It's it takes a little longer than some others.
1: Yeah. Um, but that that that's fine like i mean I, yeah, know, I don't have a problem with that. You if should. you want to run muncie's like the, the thing is the the muncie's is uh a lot of the ones that are like on the affordable end are going to be like the 10 spline input shaft with like the 26 spline output yeah that's what i have so now. yeah yeah so it's a lot of the dog boxes and like the higher uh high performance oriented transmissions are going to be like the 26 spline inputs with the 32 out
0: and you can get so, those brand new for twenty seven hundred bucks, I believe those that that's shipped. At what, f- for um, the twenty threes. Yeah, for uh, from highspeeds yeah. dot com.
1: Yeah, I think it might be even like a little bit. T- the last time I looked, it was a little bit cheaper than that. But it, uh, I, I was mean, looking. Right, I was looking
0: last that. night. It was like twenty seven hundred for the M twenty three, and that's. Let's just say you have like a six hundred horsepower motor, you know, at the wheels. Like, you're solid. I think. I, I don't yeah. think you're going to have too many issues and it does have a no. wind. It just doesn't clink when you go into gear. Um, right. I don't yeah, know if they're, you...
1: they're the straighter cut gears, right? Like they're not 100 yeah. straight, but they still have a little, just a slight helix to them. But yeah. yeah so I have like
0: yeah. mine and then I, I have a picture of an M22 and it's not straight cut gear, but like, let's just say, I don't know what the actual degree of angle is. So I'm fucking spitballing here, but let's just say that's one is at like 55 degrees and then that which is the m20 and m21 and then the m22 and m23 they're at like a 20 degree angle
1: yeah it's like half that yeah so there's like more bite
0: yeah there's definitely more bite on the gear and it does have that wind um while you're driving uh that's something you guys might want to look into when you guys are building your cars you know you're gonna spend what 1500 bucks on a fucking um on a T56, or I don't know what oh, C- at least, yeah, minimum. I don't know what cd nines are going for. Um,
1: yeah, I don't like, I, I, I do not like cd 9s like, I've I don't heard like great things all. about them.
0: I've shifted one before, I've driven like a, um, a G35. I will definitely say that I, I like the way they shift better than the T56, personally. But then again, the T56 I drove on was the CTSV one, and it kind of has like that long linkage. So it creates a lot of play because it's supposed to still be a Cadillac and they still want you to have, like, that comfortable ride. Um, Yeah. So it's pretty trash when you're driving it. Um, Well, that's
1: what, like, I mean, so anyone who drives a T56 will tell you they they shift like you're trying to find rocks in the mud with a stick. (laughs) That's what it's like trying to find gears. And, like, if you go to, like, a T56 Magnum or a, a 6060, Mm-hmm. Like, they got a lot better as far as like no,
0: I've driven you one know, of those. Those positive nice.
1: shifting, yeah, and finding that. But it's just like, like, yeah, I mean, it, as far as affordability, like, either a Muncie or even a T10, like, a, an old T10, a
0: Super T10. Like, like, let's be specific, yeah, get a Super T10, yeah super,
1: yeah, super yeah. T10. Like, I mean, those things, Ford like, freaking work and they, like, take a lot of abuse and can handle a lot of power mm-hmm. for what they are it's yeah. just like yeah okay th- this all works and it's like hey now yeah, you have like the baseline to go throw a dog box in there like i mean because a, a t101a like a Tex racing t101 is a t10 but it's just beefed up in straight cut gears and stuff. yeah
0: and lo- like let's say you have like my current setup right now which is a uh it's the 10 spline input it is the uh 26 spline output or not not the 26 is it 26 I can't remember. It's
1: twenty six or twenty seven. Whatever. be twenty seven because they're weird.
0: But it is a lot easier for you to change a one single clutch disc. Let's just say, I don't know what you have, whatever somebody's setup is. And it's cheaper. It's going to be cheaper to change some clutch discs and a um, a yoke that goes to your drive shaft than it is going to, you know, going to be to change a whole new drive shaft. Whole new bell housing, whole new clutch setup, and things like that. When you go from like, you know, let's say a T56, a T56, or a CD O9, whatever people are running. Um, yeah. If something, if you plan on going dog box in the future, you're still building your car. I 110 percent recommend going Muncie. Um, you might get lucky. You might find one who some guy's just trying to get rid of for like 300 bucks, and he's like, "Yeah, it, it came out of this car, but I upgraded." Um, you might even find one with, like I found one today with a blowproof bell housing and a clutch, um, for like a thousand bucks.
1: Yeah. That's what, that's what I paid for mine. Like I had a a clutch blowproof bell, bell housing, transmission shifter, all that stuff, thousand bucks.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's just something to think about, especially if you plan on doing this for the long run, you know, you can't really afford the five grand, you know, to blow on a fucking dog box and unless you find one cheaper go for it but you could get a brand new like muncie for like 2700 bucks some of them i've even seen go for like 1800 like mine the eight the uh, m20 and that's brand new built like all new parts inside and everything like that
1: yeah i mean it it just makes sense like especially like if you are pro-am oriented or like you know race drift oriented competition drift oriented like you really don't need a fifth gear
0: yeah like or even for the fucking guys who are doing grassroots and you know just want something reliable so they can stay on the fucking track all day yeah one less thing to worry about because i heard sr20 transmissions like are trash from my understanding yeah pretty much yeah my buddy has three of them that are broken in his garage and then one that's ready to go and he's like, that's probably going to break. He's like, but I have these three to put it all back together. Yeah,
1: just pl- planning for failure.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's like, I'll bastard one together. I don't care. Um, Where are you currently sitting at in points?
1: Uh, I don't know. Not good? I, I, think, I, I think I'm think i outside of the top ten. No, I, I didn't. Uh, okay. uh, one of the rounds I didn't qualify, so Bummer. I lost a lot of points. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, who are your top three in your current series that you know of right now?
1: Uh, it's Chase Schmidt. Okay. Who's got a like a E thirty six? Oh wait,
0: he. Uh, I don't know if you follow me, but I was actually gonna hit him up to get on here.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. He he's pretty cool, dude. Okay, cool. So he he's all like He, he actually works at like Dirtfish and stuff. So it's it it'd be super cool to talk to him and get like, you know, just. Just some stories from him about that. He's, he's a cool dude. So, yeah, for sure, holler at him. Uh, the guy in second, I, second and third, I think, are really close. I forget which one's which, but uh, Brennan Wallstrom. He's uh, one of the Canadian guys. He actually picked up, It's uh, I don't know if you know the name Brody Goble, but he's a Pro 2 driver.
0: Wait, he uh, goes he down there and up, still competes?
1: Uh, he, so, Brennan picked up Brody's old... S13 car. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I know of it. I don't know.
1: Yeah. So, so Brennan's, Brennan has his old, old car. So it's a red Rocket Bunny car. But I mean, if for the last like few years, a guy named Keith Carter, we call him Bazooka Keith, he, uh, he's on the car and he comes down every once in a while and drives the car. But I mean, it just seemed like I'm trying to say because he's the nicest guy ever it seemed like he didn't have a whole lot of time to dedicate just to competitive drifting. Mm -hmm. And so he never really like tested out the full potentials of that car. And Brendan and his brother, Kai are, are drift guys. And I think they do a bunch of stunt driving for like the movies in like just up in Vancouver, BC. Okay. So they came down and Brendan has just been running show in that car. And it is impressive. And so Brendan's in second right now or second or third. And then the guy who's in one of the other spots is uh, Sean Miller, one of the Island guys. So he's from Vancouver Island and he's got like a E36 with a Jay-Z in it. And it's like, man, like I, I've always been like, I'm always on edge to go and drive in Canada. I don't know if I want to go and drive on the Island. Cause those guys are nuts, like beyond nuts. Like, like there, there was a a video. So I, I, I mean, I'm originally from Canada. Yeah. I remember you mentioning
0: that.
1: Yeah. And so I have family who live on the Island. And so I, when I was daily driving my S chassis, I went up there for Christmas Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I come back and my S chassis, it's got a, it's got a note on the windshield and they're like, cool car. Let's go streeting. And I'm like, it's effing Christmas. What are these guys doing? And so it's like, they're like, yeah, we're just down the street here. And I'm like looking down the street and everyone's lights are off. But these guys have their like garage door open, like blasting music and are just having like a party. And I'm like, okay, so like go down there, check it out. And they're showing me videos where like guys in like T.E. Corollas are like backwards entering their banks and I'm like, that's bullshit. No one should do that. And then they show me like videos like some guy took his dad's sixty-seven Mustang fastback out and was drifting it. And he was wearing shorts, flip flops, and an open face helmet. And that's it. And I'm like, this is how you guys roll, huh? And they're like, yeah. And it's like the the more time that goes by and the more people that like I meet from the island, I'm like, I don't know if I want to go out there because I'm gonna be like the biggest pansy ever. And like this Sean Miller guy comes out and like he is insane. He is such a good driver, like not only in the car, but like, I mean, he has a pit bike and I don't think I ever saw it on two wheels while he was driving it. And like he, he was having a conversation with me and I was having to follow him in a circle while he was riding a wheelie around me and just like carrying on just a normal conversation. And I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me, man? It's just like yeah no that's that's how they operate. So it's just like yeah yeah don't don't mess with island guys like Sean Miller, like he's probably going to license this year. I think there's one the guy in fourth place behind him is Alex Lindsay. He's kind he's kind of a like a YouTuber. I think he hangs out with Orion, like Dinovich a whole lot, but uh, does a lot of YouTube stuff. Like and he's just been kind of like a low key killer and then he got he came in second at the last event and just kind of like bounded up like all the the standings and so now he's in fourth and it's like wow that was weird how that happened
0: <laughs> and these guys are from canada
1: uh just the one just oh, okay sh- or actually sh- sean miller and brendan wallstrom are from canada
0: have you ever considered th- competing in the spec like, with, have you ever talked to, like, Sean Hardham about it? He's actually pretty cool about shit. It's,
1: it, it seems like, I don't know, it seems a little far away, especially when I have a licensing series right here. Um, one of the guys, Aaron Day, who drives up there, he used to, he actually earned his license at Evergreen Drift, like, back in 2014. So... There's a lot of them. And like the, so the Pat Fontaine guy who I I battled, like he drives Spec D all the time. His buddy Justin Doobie who comes down, he drives Spec D all the time. So those guys come down here. But I don't know. Like I've thought about it. And like, so like I, I, I do a YouTube thing and it's just like a recap on all the, uh, all the events like, uh, with a, a buddy and I. So we both have IS300s. His name's Brad Davis. Um, he he, he had he's super ambitious and like you know he really wants to like make all the drifting stuff work, and so he wants to go like basically everywhere. He wants to go to you know the drift league. He wants to go to Sonoma. He wants to go here. He wants to go to Spec D. And so I'm just like, hey man, like you got two car trailer, like I'll, I'll split gas money with you, like just just take me. And so it's like ha, like. He's usually like, yeah, yeah, I'm about to do this, and then, like, we'll blow out a transmission or blow out a motor or have a random expense. And so it's like, yeah, well, one day this will happen. Like, one day we'll go, like, out of state and go compete somewhere else or something like that. Like, I think he was going to try and go do those Pro 2 shootouts this year. Uh-huh. And then at the beginning of the year, he blew a motor out and he was just like, yeah, there goes the, there budget goes the money.
0: That. Yeah. Ex- Dude. Yeah. That's what was my plan for next year too, was to do like a full series of the drift league, which uh, may or may not come back next year. And then, oh. yeah, we've had really fucking bad driver count. Um, I don't know if it's looking good for Irwindale, but uh, my opinion is that we had Hoonigan there and we thought it, I don't I don't know like whose idea that was, so don't quote me on any of this. Hoonigan was there this year for their burnyard bashes the same days we were there, and they also opened the the quarter mile track on Saturdays. It almost seemed like we had not only did we have more driver attendance last year, we also had uh, a bigger crowd at every event. Really, with the Hoonigan and the quarter mile or the eighth mile track being open, it it fucking went down bad. Like damn. Um, I don't know what the deal is. I think that might have just been like Irwindale being like, hey, we're gonna do this while you guys are running your shindig. And right now I can see why Irwindale would be like, hey, you guys can't have four events, maybe two you know because we're they're expecting to have you know 40 drivers, a full field of top 16 and to s- not nece- maybe not necessarily sell out the house would have people there to support 40 drivers which we would assume let's say it's 10 people per driver you know 400 sure. people and we're not even getting that uh at Damn. least from what i can see like you know physically see in the stands it just seems like it's kind of sucks right now and uh i think the hoonigan hurt us having them there which but... is
1: weird because you you think there would be some foot traffic that would be moderately interested in what and, you're doing,
0: and but. there is some, but it's not enough to bring a crowd over, like a big uh, enough crowd over. And this is just what I can see, so it's all hearsay. I don't want to hear people bitching about telling me later like there was so many people there. I'm like, well, you weren't standing where I was. Um, I didn't see a lot. <laughs> it it wasn't a lot. Uh, so we'll see. Um, I did suggest in a drivers' meeting that we do one at least one um one round at Willow Springs, which is like a hundred miles from us from LA. Uh huh. Not it's not even hundred miles. Which ain't bad. Yeah. That's but it bad. no but no. I'm, but that one was like um what I liked about that it was just some like it was like a different setting. And there's already yeah. a series that runs up there but they don't run the track that I suggested, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that's gonna go next year. Um they may not even come back because of the way things went. But I do Ugh. know that uh, there's a Formula Drift Pro-Am book out there. And next year, it, it's probably going to be mandatory that every series who wants the license has to use it. So oh, I hope so. I hope all so. All the safety shit. So basically, and I believe Han's device is in there. Don't quote me on that. That's, uh, that's fine yeah same I, I here i
1: mean we we have to run hans on the five eights so okay so i, I have one and that's it and that's matter. from
0: your track that's not even that's i assume that's from the track not even from your series right
1: no that's that's from the uh, series
0: it might be the track like rules i know there's like there's certain track rules that we have to abide by that yeah. overrule our rulebook. book so um i, I couldn't name one specifically so don't fucking ask me later um, yeah,
1: I, I can't, I can't remember because I don't know if like when they run the late models and stuff on the big track, I don't know if they have to have Hans, but I, I, I assume everyone does run them cause Dale Earnhardt shit.
0: So yeah, exactly. They ruined it for yeah. Everybody, like, man. like
1: might as well, but like, I, I want some sort of, there needs to be, I feel a rule book for pro am that like, you know, it, it it's, it's hard when everyone just gets to follow their own rules and like have just arbitrary rules that they get to make up as they go along. Like I, I, I want something more cut in stone. Like, yeah, this There's is a more of a,
0: a more of a stepping stone, so to speak, because it's kind of like, um, like some people will be like, fuck, I got to buy a Hans now. Like I got to get this drive shaft loop. I have to get, I have to mount my seatbelt harness correctly. Like it, it It kind of stacks up, and it looks like a lot of shit, and it's like a lot of little shit.
1: (laughs) Well, it's like, oh, hey, I have to do all the shit that I should have been doing already? Damn. It's like, hey, man. Yeah, dude. Dude,
0: there are fucking people out there that complain about everything, and, you know, I know I have my own complaints. I'm not saying I don't, but, you know, when it comes to safety, come on.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, like, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are like, I signed a waiver. I should be able to go drive in flip-flops with no helmet on the five eights with no cage if I want. And I'm like, I don't, that's, that's not how it goes, man. Like a dude literally broke his back on the five eights bank here. Like that's, it's not really a joke. Like it, it could fuck you up real quick. And if like, honestly, if you can't afford like the bare minimum of safety shit, I assume that your build is probably subpar at that point. And, like, hey, you probably got some jank-ass shit going on with your car if you're not willing to fork out the dough for just, like, safety stuff. Like, what else are you not willing to fork out the dough for? Like, not doing it, man.
0: Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy what people are willing to do. Um, What are your plans since – what do you have to do to win? I mean, there is there are you in the run to get a uh, a license this year or not even
1: at all? No. No, I, I think I'm I'm well over 100 points out from getting in that top 3. So, it's just like I mean, I've I've never been one to be able to go out like super cutthroat at anything and just just you know, be able to basically like command a win or command like some sort of championship so it's like like I always kind of like work my way up slow which is the way a a lot of people don't do it and uh like I mean my my goal this year was basically just to be able to make it with a working card every round and as of right now like touch wood I feel like I'm going to be able to do that Uh uh-huh so it's like that's cool and so it's like next year like You know, I know the little things that I have to do to my car to make it better. Like, I've been working on it all year. Like, I was kind of fighting because I put the pro angle kit, like, the FIGS pro angle kit on the car. And I've been fighting it a lot. And, like, I haven't been used to how, like, a Zero Ackerman steering setup feels. And it, it just steers really fast. But I was able to, like, get it to steer slower. But it also comes with its own inherent like bunch of bullshit that it's like okay well now you need to like be able to do this or you need to like pour more angle in uh-huh. always otherwise like it's gonna want to try and understeer here and there and it's like oh okay well you know might have to fight that might have to get different front tires or like get some better steers or something like that and <sighs> You know, there's just, like, little upgrades to the car that I want to do over the winter. And then I think a practice car that I'm not afraid to play Smash-Up Derby with would be, like, very beneficial.
0: And you're not worried about, like, beating the shit out of...
1: Yeah. You're like, as long as I can keep
0: the alignment decent, I don't care what this thing looks like.
1: Pretty much. Because, like, I like my Lexus right now, and I've run it into too many things already. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, that that sucks. Like, I want to keep it like looking semi pretty and be able to go thrash on something else and like kind of get that 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 be able to feel comfortable being that close to another car, like as close as I need to be or like initiating side by side, not trying to reel them in later. Like, nah, like I I need to be able to do this to be able to get wins. Like, I know that for sure. yeah. So that, that, that's about where I'm at. Like, I, I mean, little upgrades over the winter and then practice car and just be able to get comfortable getting close. And then I feel like so, some some wins and some podiums are going to cause. Like, I mean, like, it, I was hemming and Han in the like middle of the year about how I felt about it. Because uh-huh. like, you know, it'd be fun to, like, just do rad, like, streetcar shit or something like that or put, like, a blower on my SS And just like go rip around in that thing and have a whole bunch of fun.
0: But do you really want to chance the SS and not get the actual like tandem experience?
1: Yeah. (sighs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like, well, like I was just going to like kind of stop drifting and just have like a rad streetcar and just do streetcar things and not like worry about drifting. And then my wife was just like, well, you've progressed like pretty good the last like few events. Like, there's no point in stopping. Like, you're just going to get better and better as far as, like, competition goes. Because, like, it sucks because, you know, practice days or, like, open drift days, like, I can, you know, keep up with anyone or be right there with anyone. Like, there's a whole bunch of Pro 2 drivers in the area, and I drive with them, like, you know, fairly regularly. And it's just like, yeah, I have no problem really, like, keeping up with them. But it's just when it comes to the competition thing, like, for some reason... And it's never happened before. I just have, like, some mental block on that. And it's just like, man, like, I just need to, like, do more reps of that and get more comfortable with that. And then it's like, oh, okay, then it'll start coming through. But just takes that, – that seat time thing just takes a little bit of time with that. You
0: know? Yeah, that's – it's so important, and I, I really wanted to focus on that this off season and that was yeah. kind of like my main goal. I was like, I'm okay with spending 5 grand this off season on seat time alone. Like but now yeah. that budget just kind of like went to shit. Like it's like right now, luckily my co- well, not luck. Mm, yeah, I want to say I'm going to be an optimist about it. Optimistic about it. I got 3 laps in. Uh one lap was a whole lap and it wasn't a good one. Um the second lap I spun half ha- You know, halfway through the lap, I spun out and shut it down. The third lap upon entry, it shut off. So I basically have one and a half laps on these tires. I have eight more tires to go through. So, you know, like after I get this car running, all I and I already have, I have like 15 gallons of fuel, 17 gallons of fuel on top of whatever's in my fucking tank right now, Um so this next track day is pretty much just going to be entry fees and getting there
1: yeah that's awesome
0: so that's you know that's like the best way to kind of perceive this situation um and that's just one track day and i kind of wanted to have i really wanted to have like six or seven track days in between now and you know our first round and i was going to only going to do um, fun events, and I was only going to chase people who were willing to let me chase, even if it was a shittier driver, because it kind of just gives you more experience how to deal with people, Yeah, in my opinion. So, uh, that was the plan, but I'm hoping I can stick to it as much as possible. It may not be the six or seven events. Um, it may just be three or four, if I'm lucky. Two, well, do they, do sure. they
1: give you open drift days at, like, Irwindale and stuff, or is...
0: So they have uh, they do what they do have is a like a Thursday night drift, but we didn't have kay. any this year. The only one we have coming up, I believe, is like the first Thursday of October. That's and whack. Yeah, whack. no. Before we've had a lot more. Um, it just kind of fell off. Formula drift stopped doing it because it used to be done by uh, by like Kevin Wells would actually take your car to go do it um, and stuff like that. So. But they kind of fell off. You know, they're fucking busy with their own series that they're trying to run. Um, yeah. So that kind of came up. So we'll see what happens. There's a lot of fun events, and I'm, I'm st- definitely still going to try that. Um, but the thing about Irwindale Thursday Night Drift is the only practice you're getting is the practice you're doing alone because they don't allow following. They don't allow chase cars. There's no two cars on track at the same time.
1: Oh, uh, that's so dumb.
0: Yeah. So it's – but it's – I get it to a certain extent. That's why I rather just but the tracks we have around here like Grange and fucking Adams, they're super slow.
1: So, it's just it, it's still it's still experienced. Like like I mean I I have noticed that like the faster you drive just in general, like all the slow stuff becomes like really really easy.
0: Yeah. But, except for slowing down it... fast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But but if you know if they don't let you tandem, then there's no fucking point. There is zero point in doing that.
0: Yeah, cause then you're just getting a whole bunch of experience of driving alone, and and when it comes to competition, like you need that fucking tandem experience. Like everyone will tell you, that, yes, but you do.
1: Yes, and it, I mean it's 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 bizarre as all hell, like with with how close that you need to be to a car and what that feels like in the driver's seat. Like, it's, like, you know, like, if I'm behind a car and I can see, like, like the the tires, the wheels start disappearing, like, in my line of sight, I'm like, ooh, I'm really close. It's like, actually, you're, like, two cars back. You're, like, three cars back. You need to get a lot closer, dude. It's like, wow, okay. Like, that perspective thing is, like, really, really hard. And it's like, it I'll, it just takes, like, seat time and experience of doing that. It's just like, man, like... Need, need to keep doing that need to keep getting out there. And it's like, fortunately like the only series that runs during the winter at our track is drifting. Cause it's the only ones who want to go out there in the rain. So like they always, I mean, it's like twice a month, like two or three times a month, they'll have like open drifts in the winter.
0: Yeah. Speaking of the rain thing. Um, Someone I'm trying to get on next week uh, for anybody who's moving up to Pro 2. Um, I'm going to have Rome on if I can. Rome Sharp okay. on TA, uh, Drives yeah. the uh, green and black E36 in Pro 2 right now. I think he's sitting in second. Um, that was his big thing. He's like, I've never fucking driven in rain. He's like, and it poured in Atlanta. Yeah. And, and if you look at his other two rounds, like he's he's probably going to take the championship this year if all goes well. Like if it doesn't rain, because well, yeah, he's, he's such a super consistent driver.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like I, he's right behind like Trenton Beecham, right? Is is in first?
0: Five points, and then Trenton Beecham, like was taken out in the top sixteen. Uh, maybe the top eight in one of the rounds, but I know for sure, like in like yeah run, he was taken out on top
1: sixteen. Um, so so he's like kind of inconsistent as far as you know his driving goes like he's no, great not, when
0: he's great and who uh trenton yeah no he had car issues his uh engine oh, his what? engine blew in fucking um atlanta and oh, uh
1: oh I, I thought he got straight up taken out
0: no oh no no he hydrolocked it uh not i think he hydrolocked his motor something happened where um his ecu got wet from the rain Oh, cool. And then fucking, so he wasn't able to uh, finish. I don't even think, I think he might've got one running in the top 16. I don't even think he finished his battle. I don't remember for sure, but I know that like when he got to St. Louis, he had an injector get stuck open and that almost blew his motor too. So he got limited on practice and stuff like that, but he was still able to, to move forward.
1: Yeah, I thought it, it might have been last year. Maybe he like won a round, and then the next one he didn't qualify or something like that. I thought. I can't remember though. It, it's hard to remember.
0: Right. <laughs> um, because
1: like I mean, none of my, none of my boys are in there right now. Because like, uh, like last year, last year or the year before, Travis Raider. Yeah, like he's a he's a Northwest boy, and so it's just like yeah, like constantly rooting for him. And then Brody Gobel and uh, Brandon Schmidt, like Northwest guys, like you know, constantly rooting for them. And they're always like in the mix and doing stuff. And like this year, uh, I think we I think we have like three, and it's like Nate Snyder, Dalton Gernhart, and uh, Tyler Grimsley, but. It just seems like they've, they've been having a hard time with the tracks this year. Dalton did all right in St. Louis, but other than that, like Nate Snyder, Nate Snyder's like a good homie. Like, I mean, I, I he comes to my kids' birthday parties, I go to his kids' birthday parties kind of thing, and it's just like, man, he's been having a hard time. He's been looking like kind of bummed out about like pro two things. Like, it's hard. Like, it looks real fucking hard, man.
0: Now, would you say he's having a hard time because of driving, or would you say he's having a hard time because of car?
1: Uh, both. Like, I I think it was like the first couple rounds he was having like random car issues, and then like in our one of our group chats today, we we're asking him about like the track at Texas. He's like, "This one's really hard, guys." Like, we're like, "Fuck, just just do it, man. Last event of the year, just throw it out on the line, man." Like he was he was close. I think he was. He, I think he threw down like a 65 or a 67, and the cutoff was around like 77. It's just like, man. Like, yeah, know, just that, go
0: that to, You know, when I go... I go eight miles from my house to compete in the Drift League, and I can assure you it does nowhere near hurt as much to not qualify when you spend... What two hundred bucks as opposed to, you know, thousands to get across the country?
1: Seriously. You
0: yeah, know, minimum Maybe. is a thousand to get to St. Louis. Just getting there.
1: That's what well, I'm yeah, and home. Then, I mean the the first the first event was you know Kitty Corner. Yeah, I like,
0: know, dude. It's t- <laughs> <laughs> Seattle that's to the Florida, fucking worst. it's just like.
1: Uh-huh. And it's like, I mean, that, that track looks like it would kind of lend best to, you know, what he was used to. And I guess, like, his car, like, the ignition was breaking up or something like that and was just having a hard time. It was like, fuck. Like, just just couldn't catch a break.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, this stuff isn't easy, but, you know, I I uh... there's something I read today, and it's not something I wrote. It's something that a lot of people were sharing on Facebook and stuff
1: like that um oh no it's is the is it the story about how racing is basically drugs just do it anyway Mhm. oh my god I, I was reading that i'm like oh my god i'm a drug addict that's
0: like, that's what it is dude we're all doing it now i'm gonna read it after the fact when we close this out that's probably gonna be my my closing
1: uh which i never
0: have one it's like a closing of the show
1: but, dude I, I was reading that and it's just like fuck. yeah you might not reach that high again but just do it anyways i'm like oh my god like it, this is basically what's going on in the junkie's mind when he's like about to shoot up heroin like he's chasing the dragon like you might not catch his tail just do it anyways like
0: yeah yeah. yeah and yep. i watched a lot of archer and i heard uh you know i heard catch sounds like ooh, you cut the tail into the dragon like and i was like oh <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I had to Google that reference when I heard it, so now I understand it.
1: Oh, you never heard that reference before? No, not at all. Oh, man. They, I think they they made it in, a, like, South Park or something, too. There was a game where they were, like, chasing a dragon, and it was just, like, a subtle little random reference. It's like, ah-ha-ha, ha, that's funny. But, yeah, no, I watch Archer all the time, too. Fucking so that, love that, that show. That shit's very funny to me, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Woodhouse, the old dope fiend. Yes, like, dude, yeah. Woodhouse
0: is the best fucking advice i ever gotten hey uh, it, we're cutting in kind of late right now i know you got work in the morning uh let's do so i got two instagram questions so i'm gonna ask them and uh who when, are they
1: from are they uh, you gotta read the names if you can because I'll, I'll know if they're from my friends
0: there i guarantee you they're not from your friends <laughs> okay okay i think um so we got sean murtha 793 sean underscore Mirtha 793 he was actually our second or third guest on the show. Actually, I think it was like our first prom driver. Um, he's like, how do I make my IS300 daily cool?
1: BN kit, dump it on its nuts, 18s all around. That's all you got to do.
0: Sounds like something I hate. All right. <laughs> Whatever.
1: That shit, That shit's sick. I'll, I'll send you a picture of what mine looked like. That, Dude, I'm not, that thing was a, sick.
0: I'm just not a fan of like the JDM stuff. In any fashion just, it's not for well, me.
1: this was this was all one color and uh-huh. then it had like fat five spoke wheels on it. So I have, it was like I'm a sucker
0: as, for five spokes, so Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one thing I want to make sure I keep true to my car is keep it on five spokes. No matter where I go, if it doesn't work out ever with VMR and I have to go somewhere else, it's gotta stay five spoke.
1: Yeah. The shit.
0: Okay, so I got another one, it's uh JJ dot Anderwald. Uh, top three tips for someone building an is 300 chassis for prime next year um will all be in-house so i assume he's building this car himself
1: top three top three tips okay if it's like is specific um
0: which it is it seems to be
1: it if he has the budget i recommend the pro angle kit the pro Angle Kit because firmware? it's like uh, from Figs Engineering, okay, and and like not only that, like if it's in your budget, just just any suspension parts you get, go through Figs. And this this isn't because like I mean he's he's kind of a sponsor, but like the amount of help that he's just given me mm-hmm. and everyone is like unreal. So he's just constant tech support, and he's like genuinely interested in like how good everything is performing and how your car is working. So it's like, it's super cool to just like, I mean, basically have immediately that kind of support from that dude. So if you can go get stuff from like figs, cause it, okay. it works. And who's it figs? does a good job. I don't know who you're talking about. His name is Mike Figaro. Okay. But it's, it's straight up like his website is figs engineering.
0: Okay. That sounds familiar. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, because,
1: like, he, he's done a lot of, like, Lexus-Toyota stuff. He's also done uh, stuff on Josh Robinson's ute. Okay. And so, like, yeah, he he's a very intelligent dude. He's, like, the kit, like, just a lot of the components he used, he, he was very, very resourceful. And it's, like, a lot of stuff makes sense. And, like, it's very understandable why stuff is the way it is on it. Super cool. Um, also any bushings that you can replace do it and it's a lot it's not even like the like because i got stock bushings in like my rear knuckles but that's not the thing so like you you said something earlier about how cadillac wants you to feel like it's a luxury car so they have a lot of bushings in random places
0: rubber trash.
1: yes same with the The lexus Lexus? so yes
0: yeah well they,
1: they have it in like the the steering rack the steering rack has bushings and so like it'll kind of have like a whole bunch of random flex uh Mm -hmm. there's a video that stuck in my head where someone had a gopro on the diff and they're drifting with stock bushings and you could see the diff literally move like up and down like an inch each way with each clutch kick so like solid bushings out back for sure um if you can get the uh there's like a subframe reinforcement and I think TRD initially made it, but then a lot of other companies have kind of like knocked it off. But that's also like a a really cool thing to get is go grab that. And then other than that, as far as like chassis specific, um, I can't really think like, I mean, it's, you know, all the other normal like starter pack stuff, like make sure your, your seating position is like nice Like, and that that goes for where your seat is, how your seat holds you, uh, where your steering wheel is, and then where all your like shift positioning is in relation to that. Like, where your shifter is, where your handbrake is. Like, make sure it's all stuff that you can reach easily and like without even thinking about it. Like, all that stuff needs to be able to happen autonomously. Other than that, like, yeah, it's like, I mean, if you're going Jay-Z, like, do cool Jay-Z stuff. Do V8, do cool V8 stuff. Like, there's no wrong answer anywhere there. Like, it's oh, all that's cool. right.
0: Your car came with a shitty Jay-Z, huh? Yeah. I'm glad you got rid of that, man. Yeah, uh, same. I love V8 torque. I'm a V8 guy. I don't, you know. I Like, it's, it's it's all in fun when I talk shit about jay i um, I've driven, like, one car with turbo on it, and I fucking... Hated it when the boost kicked in. Hated it. Well, it's
1: it. It there's so much more. It makes like it feel faster than a it really is. Car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: cool. It's like it's not even fast. <laughs> it just it just feels that way because power comes in here.
1: Yeah, it feels excite Yeah, but that's yeah, a, like I mean I, I drove my buddy's it. SR car the other like uh, a couple months ago, and it's it's been forever since I drove an SR car. Uh-huh. But the amount of like clutch work and stuff that went into it, I'm like, this is fun. Like really? this is a good time. Oh yeah, I was no, into pass. It. Like, he he was mad because he drove my car. He's like, it's lazy. I'm like, what do you mean it's lazy? He's like, well, all you have to do is just kind of blip the throttle and it drifts. I'm like, yeah, it's sick.
0: I all I hear is you complaining.
1: <laughs> right? Um,
0: first world problems for sure. Hey, uh what what's your what would be your most important piece of advice you can give for anybody who wants to get into this. Um, let's not, let's keep money out of the situation. But like, what would you say is the most important thing who wants somebody who wants to pursue pro-am to do FD?
1: Oh, someone's going to do pro-am to do FD.
0: Yeah. Like that's their goal. Let's just say it's their goal to get to FD, you know, what's your number one fucking recommendation? (laughs)
1: uh just just keep it all as simple as possible because like the more complicated it gets like obviously the more of a headache it's going to be and the more of a deterrent it's going to be to like bring your car out on track you know so like i mean if you go out there and like yeah building like doing a full race build is really cool but then all of a sudden you're having like random ECU issues or random this issues, or like you know the the mid plate on your dog box isn't the right one. so now it's not engaging in third gear or something like that. Like that all sounds dumb. Like keep it as simple as possible. And if you want to do small upgrades because of like x, y, and z reasons that you've like seen firsthand, then do it. But it's like, look, if you can go out there in like an a near stock vehicle, or, like, have as many near-stock components as possible, that usually sounds like the best recipe for success, especially at the Pro-Am level. At the Pro-Am level, you don't really need to go gonzo with anything. Like, the, fa- the fact that I run race gas is, is stupid to me. Like, it's super cool. I love the way my car smells. However, like, paying, like, $200 in fuel per event sucks.
0: yeah what what race cast are you running
1: uh it's it's either like trick or sunoco like whatever i can get my hands on easily from the the shop
0: what uh and what
1: made you do it's like 10 uh just because the the whole the motor that i picked up was super cheap but it was 13 to 1 compression
0: oh shit okay makes sense (laughs) got it
1: (laughs) I, so, like, one only, of the things I would like, I would like to try and do is go E85.
0: Yeah, we got to change that the carburetor the for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it's not so bad. You you just Actually, have to change what carburetor components in the carb. Yeah, I was going to ask you. What,
0: okay, so you could probably just paint. What do you have, like, a 750? Yeah,
1: 750 double pump. Okay, that's
0: what I figured. So you can probably just change. They have that stupid ass kit that comes with it. And you just change, like, the outer fucking um, thing that's supposed to, like, flow more gas.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah it's You'll like load. it's like the the needle and seat and then you have to change some of the gaskets what about the pump
0: yeah you definitely have to change your guy ga- because of the um because how they're made from paper normally yeah, the e- yeah, e85 yeah. will just eat that shit up i, I was yeah. like super looking into it a while ago um what about your pump setup what are you running
1: it's just a holly blue pump
0: oh, well let's support the e85 or no
1: uh, I think I might have to go to like a Holly Black or something that's like that'll flow like 140 gallons per hour or whatever it is. I have
0: no idea what the Bosch 044 is, but I've been running that on a uh, whatever setup I shitty setup I have, and I have well, the, no problem. I
1: went I went fuel cell this year.
0: I have one, as and well. so
1: I've been I I didn't find like a readily available uh like in-tank carb pump
0: what do you what do you have it's an fuel external
1: cell. pump
0: what do you ha- look what's electric you? pump
1: uh no. it's a uh, one of the cheap jazz ones
0: that's what i have dude um okay i just have okay one thing i will say is my Kojima keeps like fuck every time he sees the damn car i have my pump right on top of the fuel cell he's like hey you need to lower this every fucking yeah. time and, uh, yeah. I've ignored them every single time and I haven't had a failure, but I, I'm going to do it over the off season. Um, but I'm also on fuel injection, so I don't know the huge difference between the carburetor and the fuel injection setup, but I'm just on a Bosch 044 running E 85 and I think I'm like around, or was at around like 420 wheel and I'm on a,
1: yeah
0: a three eighths fuel line with a return. Yeah. So.
1: Um, I mean the, obviously the pressures are different.
0: Yes, for my and so,
1: so I was running uh, when I had the stock tank. I had a Walbro, uh-huh. like just a Walbro two fifty five, and that and did they, no they, problem. Uh, will they make a fuel pressure regulator that will dumb down the pressures at the carb to be like six pounds instead of thirty pounds? Holy and shit, so, that's
0: the difference on them. Yeah, it's like six pounds. Holy crap! Okay,
1: yeah, I want to run like six to eight pounds of fuel pressure, and that's it.
0: Huh. Well, now, with the E85 setup, is that going to change?
1: I think the pressure will be the same-ish, I know but mine I need is. more volume.
0: Yeah, I know my pressure is the same, but yeah, I can see you needing more volume. Well, at least, you know, yeah, flowing uh, more gallons per minute. Yeah. So, all right. We're... Uh... Holy shit, this is the longest show I've had in a while. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to cut it off here. Is there anything you want to add? Sponsors you want to plug? Um, yeah, please, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, plug, let's do the sponsors
1: ahead. and stuff. Um, got, got to thank out uh, Lions Paw Tattoo uh, in Everett here. They do, they do great work. They've been helping me out. Also, Motorhead uh, Garage Productions. They make kids' books that are race car oriented. So. Go check them out. They got the sideways sliders. They got the whiny supercharger, like all all that stuff. They got an ABC book. They got a coloring book. So Motorhead Garage, uh, they've been helping me out this year as well. Um, I I also have a podcast. It is Northwest Driftcast. We're very lazy though, so we have like a few episodes. Yes, they but, are.
0: They've had like six episodes in like six months. If yeah, that.
1: Yeah. super lazy about it but i mean there's there's three hosts and so getting us all into one room when we all have no it's understandable one of the guys yeah that's why there's nobody there's no other host for this shit show so (laughs) so you could just do it whenever you want you only have to answer yourself
0: exactly
1: yeah we got that and then uh the the youtube thing it's called bros before pros And so it's myself and my buddy Brad Davis. Uh, And you guys are doing, like, a team setup? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it, it just made sense for us, uh, like, financially and then just having, like, a good amount of content and stuff like that. So it's just kind of like a recap on uh, the Evergreen Drift series and what we go through throughout the day. And, I mean, there's always some bullshit because one of our cars is always broken or one of us has always run into something. So... It's a pretty good time, and the guy who uh, does all the cinematography, he works for like Forza and stuff, and he's very, very good at what he does. His name is Bobby Pilarczyk. We call him Bobby Pilar, and he works for like Seven One Studios. Very good at what he does, and he's got a good sense of humor. So he's always just clowning on me with like how he cuts up the video. So if you get a chance, it's on YouTube, Bros Before Pros check it out it's 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 a lot of fun we've been having fun all year with it so it's good stuff
2: Definitely.
0: and then
1: other than that uh gotta gotta thank my wife lauren because she's cool and my kid oliver for helping me out in the shop
0: i saw that picture you posted and i was like mm. oh, wait how old is your oldest kid
1: it, i just have the one kid and he's four
0: okay yeah i got a an eight-year-old and he's not as helpful He was more helpful at four than eight. I'll say that.
1: Well, dude, like there's one point I was trying to work on the car and I needed the jack and I go out there and he's got his grave digger power wheels jacked up. I'm like, Hey, can I use the jack? And he said, no. And I'm like, (laughs) but I, but I need it, man. he's like, but I'm working on this piece of shit. And I'm like, you can't say that good job using it in context, but I need the jack, so let me know when you're done. And so I just sat around for, like, five or ten minutes while he just, like, took wrenches and pretended to take everything off. It was like it was pretty funny.
0: Dude, they're awesome when they're growing up, but we won't get yeah. into that. This is not a child-raising <laughs> podcast. Um, but, hey, man, thank you for coming to the show. Thank you for the second opportunity. Last time was a shit show because I couldn't re- save any of it.
1: Um, Dude, it, it, it's always fun. It's a lot of fun, man. Hopefully definitely. one day we get to have a beer in person uh you know
0: i'm really looking forward to doing an out-of-state event my girlfriend wants to go see her friends up in seattle oh yeah so well i got i got
1: a spare bedroom i got a a lot of driveway space
0: so do they but if you got a lot of driveway space i know where the car's going now um it was something that we talked about it may be something we do next year um we'll kind of we'll talk about that when we get that when we get around to that i'll probably be hitting you up since you brought it up and i will use this as my leverage to be like well you said it on this podcast so sounds Perfect. like you gotta do it um but thank you again for coming on man i appreciate it you have a good night and all the best of luck to you on your next round
1: all right thanks man you good luck to you too
0: yeah I, i'm gonna need a lot more of it than you do right now all right man take it easy All right, bye.